Um, but not as bad. It's not as bad as you throw. I guess it was a twenty-four. You're listening to the Knives Templars. Get ready, y'all. We about to Bobby Boucher, you bam. I got a piece off of the wagon that Sam Houston used to take JFK to the moon. <laughs> I like that. Pinto sauce. Pinto sauce. You're tuned in to the Knives Templars podcast featuring Otisir Special Sauce Pinto. I was, I was a mean kid. <laughs> Long time listener, first time caller, Eric T.R.E. Rivers. Holy crap, I built something. Don the Train Watson. I can pay off all my credit cards and be junkie credit line at Bucky's. Joey the Riot Terrier. Conchon de Lake will make you smack your lips and anyone getting too close to your plate. Mark the Salad. You drinking my soupy? And Chip Shagman Carlisle. And now broadcasting alive, it's the Knives Templars. Coming to you live from Porkhouse Studios located in Hartsville, Alabama and other U.S. locations. This is the Knives Templars podcast. We are the coolest knife making podcast on the planet and we are downloaded around this big blue marble in over 24 countries. We are on air, on demand and heard worldwide in all of your favorite apps and at KnivesTemplars.com. My goodness, boys. My goodness. The fact that you guys can now hear uh, this lead in live rather than just me sticking it in later. Now you're all wanting to change what you're saying. Otis here <laughs> says, I wasn't a mean kid. And Joey's like, I want to say I ground off my knuckles. And, and Mark's like, it just says I drink in my soup. What the heck? And Don's <laughs> like, I like mine. So don's more like i like i like my i like mine a lot but um i like, I like yeah. don's old one never never slap a match on tobacco. <laughs> well we can bring that one back but hey are you guys ready for something we're ready ready here we go here we go Welcome to Season 5, Episode 41 of the Knives Templars Podcast. You can find us on KnivesTemplars.com. But, but, but here we are at uh, Season 5, guys. You know, we've done 41 of these. We record every two weeks, and uh, that's a lot of effort. So if you take about two hours times uh, 40, because the first one's just a lead-in, we've got like 80 hours of, uh, of listening out there. Almost nice. like a, ha- a half a week of listening. So uh, come February, we will be on the air. Is it two or three years? Two years. Mm-hmm. Two years. Two years. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, we've been on so long. My, my, uh, my mind's starting to go and I don't know how long we've been here, but I will tell you, you know, about every 10 episodes, we start a new season and um, it's exciting. Guys, I'm Chip Carlisle, and I'm your host with the Knives Templars, and I just want you all to know that we are the best-making podcast, and we're not heard in 34 countries. We're up to a grand total of 37 now, which excites Mark Vassallo. It does. And we've been Amen. heard thousands and thousands of downloads, and uh, we're here to help you. You know, we're here to help you. Uh, we're, we've got some experts. We've got some enthusiasts. We've got just guys that just love making knives in this panel of uh, people. I would like to think we are the normal view broadcasting. Don't want to talk about those ladies on the view, 
but we are the view of knife making and we make it fun. Sometimes, sometimes Otis here can get a little bent. As a matter of fact, I have, think we've got some, um, crapping or eating nails and crapping barbed wire with Otis here, uh, Pinto tonight. And he may have to write some apology letters on social media afterwards, but, but we'll get there. But you know, we're here also to help you experts, enthusiasts, and collectors out there learn more about the world of knife making while having fun. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Good night, well, guys. Man. Good morning. Good night. Good morning. Hello guys. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What's we're up? doing great. Doing Don, great. Don, what's going on in Florida? Oh man, cooler weather's come in a little cooler. Um, not as humidity's not been too bad, but been pretty nice, real nice. Yeah, a little rain. What yep. You, what you drinking tonight? Uh, the listeners want to know. Brew cacao. Cacao is my normal drink here, bud. I, I gotta get you, me some of that cacao and try it out. I mean, I never cacao. Cacao. Would you? Would you? Are you going to survive during the zombie apocalypse once all the cow cow runs out? And I know you don't like me saying cow cow, but now that you pointed out that I didn't say it <laughs> Is right, it cow cow or cacao? It's cacao. cacao. It's like a cacao. bird. Cacao sounds like a Cajun word. <laughs> cacao. Cacao. So, um, so like I said, when all the cow cow runs out, are you going to be able to make it, brother? I believe I can. I believe all I'll right. be able to make it. Yeah. What was what was for dinner tonight? Uh man, stuffed um peppers. Ooh. Ooh I like so, stuffed peppers. Talking my language. Stuffed bell, language stuffed bell pepper or habaneros? Bell pepper. The yellow bell pepper. <laughs> the, the sweet ones. Yeah, they're sweet and with some well, rice I, and some meat and some spices yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, it was, good. Like it was good. Nope, no, I, uh, no rice, no rice. We don't. My mom uh, put she puts ground up turkey and spices and all kind of stuff in it. it was, yeah, them, really uh, nice. them, the, them uh, uh, bell peppers smells like sweaty toes. I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Last episode, you were saying, uh, guys, you got to eat the fish eyes, and there's so much to the fish brain, yeah, but, but, but no bell peppers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no bell peppers. Listen, man, I yeah. am a kind no of and sweaty toe. I stay away from <laughs> most veggies. Okay, so, yeah. Well, my habaneros are turning yellow right now, and I'm digging it because. Uh, um, they, my habaneros will put you on the floor, uh, gulping water and milk and everything. And, uh, they're about to come in. I try to cook with them a little bit here or there. You just can't eat them by themselves. So yeah. Max, let me, let me guess. What did you eat? You had a Chick-fil-A sandwich. You know, I, I had Chick-fil-A twice this week. So, uh, but that is not tonight. Uh, so tonight was actually, I got home from work and I, I had a bowl of cereal. That, that was it. What uh, what what type of cereal did you eat? We want to know. Uh, I had plain Cheerios. Oh man! Oh. Did you throw any I sugar on that? Did you throw any sugar on tart? You, you know, I, I used to love the sugar on there, and then uh, no, no, no sugar. Just I'm straight up, straight up plain Cheerio. I'm old school. Yeah, the kids of these days you, don't. The kids of these days don't know what eating cereal was when we were kids. I mean, it was like eating cardboard. Oh man, that's I right. Grew up. Oh, the real stuff, huh? Oh, Joey, you probably ate Count Chocula, didn't you? No, no, I ate, uh, as a kid, I ate Kicks. Oh, oh yeah, that, that was kicks. another, that was one of those mildly sweet, and so your mother was looking yeah. out for your health as well. So, Captain yep. Crunch, that's what I, Captain ate. Crunch, yeah. I love me some yeah. cornflakes or Apple Jacks when I was a kid, or Raisin Bran. Right. Now, right. now I eat, uh, Honey Bunches of Oats. 
My wife buys those. I, I can eat a whole box of those, but the raisin bran, I have to be careful because if I eat too much raisin bran, <laughs> ooh, baby, it'll work you ooh, down. Baby. It'll work you down. Oh, yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll put you on the throne. It'll, uh, it'll that, fiber, that fiber kicks in. <laughs> it does. About six hours later, you know you got to be somewhere. So so uh, so to, with that cereal, what kind of beer are you drinking tonight? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a change in everything. Um, I had cereal for dinner, so, uh, nothing like that. And then, uh, I'm actually having some wine for, oh. for tonight. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I thought I, I saw a little red, yeah, floating a little, around. little vino. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I had, had a box of, uh, Merlot that was there that's been sitting for a while. So I figured Ooh, I'd, uh, yeah, you know, break, break that up. You know, it's like the same price as a bottle, right? But it's like four bottles worth. So, so are you getting, wrong? are you getting all bourgeois or did you turn in your man card? Which is it? No, bougie, no. Bougie. Hey, <laughs> I'm good. I'm bourgeois. good. I, I hey, figure what? I have the, I have the beard. And so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, you were in the air force. So that was kind of like the country club of the military. So I'm sure you guys drank a lot of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We drank the wine. We listened to the army guys giving the wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sir. At least it ain't oh, Boone's Farm. That's right. No, no, no. That when I was young, it was Boone. I, I've tried some Boone's Farm, or like some Morgan no, we, David or something. Yeah, Morgan David. <laughs> yeah, Morgan David. <laughs> Mr. Terrio, where does where do we find you in the world tonight? Uh, I'm in uh, Opelousas, Louisiana, and your nice fairly new home. And, uh, yep. let's see your wife. I was in the South this week and I ate some, did I say this right? Boudin, 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 whatever. Boudin, uh, Boudin, is there an N on the end? Boudin, Boudin, Boudin. Okay. You grab boo with Dan and then you put them together. You need to go back to Brazil now. Don't get yeah. in this. Boudin, Boudin. <laughs> you're too, you're too far. Yeah. Did you have some cracklings? No, but I I do eat cracklings. I've I I'm uh I'm not um so if, to say that. Yeah. If someone asks you say if they ask you if you want some gratons, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, I say con delay. Give me all damn cracklings, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind. Of, that's kind of like what's this? Did the, that's, that's kind of like behind the counter do like this? Like what? no, she she was like, I was like, my name boom boomhauer. I'm boomhauer. Um, so uh, no, but I did enjoy it down there. And actually, when I was down there, I ate some good steaks. I'll tell you all about that later. Where'd you go? I went to Laurel, Mississippi, but I'll be driving through your great state next week. Uh, I'll be heading through uh, Monroe, Louisiana. Okay. And then I'll head on over to Tyler, well, Texas, and drop down into Palestine, Texas. Yeah. We just can over here in the deep south. We just consider Monroe a suburb of like Dallas or something. So that's okay. Really but it's it's the it's the it's the it's the <laughs> shortest distance between two points for me to get there. So um, I'm I'm going to take Highway 20 all the way across to Texas. What what are you drinking tonight, Joy? Must be a Pabst Blue Ribbon. Am I? I, I'm, I used to no. work at the Carnival, guessing weight and age. No, so. I, I for supper we had um, some um, jalapeno cheese hot dogs oh. with mm. chili. Jalapeno. And, jalapeno. Those are good. Yeah, nice. Jalapeno. Jalapeno. Jalapenos. Jalapeno. And I'm drinking uh, tonight. I'm drinking just some Gold Peak uh, lemonade tea. That's it. 
All right. Very okay. good. Very good. So far, so far, we're we're all way too sober to be here. Let's let's try because uh, you know that wine you're drinking. You're just a sipper, Mark. So doesn't count. Doesn't count. You got a beard. You're drinking wine. You're going to be in a dress next episode. Yeah. I swear. Otis here. Otis here. Bring us on home. I see Eric in the background here, but Otis here, at least save us. What do you got here, Otis here? Don't, don't, please don't tell me it's a buzzball. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I think I saw a Corona bottle. Uh, yeah, well, I had, a, I got a Corona, but I had a buzzball mm-hmm. earlier today. A little, a little, um, what you call it, um, Pina Colada buzzball. Oh. You know what those things are? Those are like those $1 uh, drink with the little, um, the little Lollipop plastic, inside, the yeah. little plastic things back in the cheap soda section that moms yeah. buy for their kids. There's a little, uh, milk jug looking plastic, little one pint, little containers with the <laughs> aluminum top that you peel off and yeah. it tastes like cough syrup without the alcohol. That's what well, those yeah, buzz you know, balls that's are. Pinto, you know? Well, what'd you eat for dinner? Let me, no, no, let me guess. You had, um, you had venison. Uh, no, I had some uh, tan chicken wings. That's it. Oh, tan tan oh. chicken wings. You say yes, yes, yes. How do you tan them? Like in a well, broiler? Or? I, I, yeah, yeah, broil it. So when you tan them, do you do they have tan lines when you pull them apart? Or? Oh yes, absolutely. It's amazing. <laughs> so how many how many tan chicken wings did you eat? Ten. Oh, you ate ten tan chicken wings. Yes, absolutely. Ah. Delicious. Did you did you dip them in any sauce or? No, no, just uh, kosher salt. Nice. Yeah, ten. I do that. Salt, pepper. Yep. Yep. So, do you think that ten tan chicken wings are the, you know, better tasting than eleven tan chicken wings? I think eleven would have been better, but uh, ten did all right. Just, did you eat you the know, flats or the spot. or the little drumsticks? Both of them, the whole wing. Man. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Well. So There's you're saying chicken. you had ten Man. whole wings? Yeah, that's a- <laughs> that's what I'm talking about now. Yeah, you like I said, I am a carnivore through and through. I guess Mister yeah. uh, Rivers and I are on the same page when oh, it comes to uh, meat too. consumption. Yeah. Did you eat them birds all the way up to the armpit? That's what we really want to know. Yes, of course. Very good. Very the good. only thing that got eating. away was the little. Well. <laughs> 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 Uh, Otis Sears had a buzz ball. He's going to be fun. You're good to go. You're the special host tonight, Otis Sears. Eric oh, yeah. Rivers. Eric Rivers was flying down the road through uh, Waco, Texas to get here, or, or probably further because he's been known to travel halfway across America. To I got a question for Eric. <laughs> well, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Eric had, had leftover. All right. I don't know how that happened, but hey, there's your drum roll, Eric. What'd you eat? You ate leftover pizza, didn't you? <laughs> no, no, no. I had quesadillas. That quesadilla. Oh, I, I saw you putting something flat in, in your mouth there, so it was a quesadilla. And who made these quesadillas? Uh, Taco Bell. <laughs> Were those Taco, Taco Bell? Bell. <laughs> <laughs> the border. You got to go to a specific one in this town in order for them to do everything right. Yeah, are you eating? Okay. The, are you drinking the jacked up whatever Mountain Dew they've got? Yeah. <laughs> no, so I do about uh, about seventy five percent of that Starry drink with I guess is the new Sierra Mist, and then mm-hmm. uh, pink lemonade for the rest of it. Ooh. Nice. And uh, so, it's, so you're it's drinking like, a mixed drink tonight. Yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, I did come in from out of town uh, to this. My goodness, where were you today? Amarillo. Where were you? Amarillo by morning. Yep. Why is Joey pink? <laughs> Joey's pink. He is well, pink. <laughs> good, good for Joey. Hey, so the listeners can't see that Joey's pink, but uh, Joey's pink for awareness uh, month. So very good. Just a little, <laughs> a little late, Joey, but but we're glad you're yeah. supporting. Um, so uh, we're, so you were in Amarillo. So that's about two hours from you. Uh, about three. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. All and right. Well, driving through the middle of nowhere, cows and field. That's it. Yeah, I drove uh, to Laurel, Mississippi this week, which is about four hours. The beauty of that is halfway through the trip, I get to stop through the city of Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where the Roll Tide lives. And uh, and then uh, down in Laurel, Mississippi, uh, we went down to Hattiesburg and had some great Cajun food down there. It's good Cajun influence. Uh, also had some great Southern food this week. Uh uh, fried chicken and mashed potatoes and fried okra and all that stuff. And, um, and then we went to a Italian restaurant and I had some carbonara that really wasn't carbonara, but you guys probably aren't carbonara connoisseurs, are you? Anybody I really don't here? say it like no. that. No. That's kind of an interesting way to, well, go ahead and tell me how you say it. Carbonara. I like carbonara. Hey, you know, can carbonara. I say something? Can I say something? <laughs> how do you know the rest of y'all don't talk wrong? Oh, I talk wrong all the time. What, okay. what, what was that? What was that sauce? <laughs> what was that sauce that I didn't get right one time? Something about some sauce. Word you know, you know, no, something that Eric corrected me on. A wash pioli, your sister? A wash pioli. your sister? Oh, aioli. Yeah, wash your sister sauce. Aioli. Aioli. So. Aioli sauce. Oh, hey, I it was hey, wash your sister. It, yeah, well, at least Fancy I have. <laughs> at least I have. Yeah, at least I haven't ever changed because from the very first episode, I got Joey's last name wrong. So consistency is king, my friend. Consistency. So the um, one thing but I, I get d- is uh, people correcting the way I said cola. Yeah. It's color, or I guess you could say color. How do you say color? it? I say color. Cola. Are you talking about the refrigerators color. and the that air conditioners? Red. That color is green. That color is blue. Oh, color. Color. Yeah. Color. 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 Yeah. Well, well also, also realize one thing while you guys have been fairly stationary your whole lives. Um, the, uh, I don't know about that. No, I guess that's wrong, but, but I've been in, I, well, I, I, I guess I'm wrong there, but I did, I grew up in, born in Georgia, grew up North Carolina, lived in Michigan for a decade and then moved to Alabama. So I've got a reason to have, uh, you've been around, buddy. Well, probably not as much as y'all, but spending those decades in places, you tend to develop a little bit of the best of everywhere. Matter of fact, I, I, I remember. Grew up in Georgia. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Well, yep. Explain. Georgia. Yep. This is new to us. Explain yeah. there, sir. So when I was like four or five, my dad, uh, he's a building contractor and he got together with a developer in in the early eighties. We moved to uh Fayetteville, Georgia. Yeah. Which is uh, just southwest uh, of Atlanta. Right. And we stayed there for 10 years. So Wow. Um, okay. So I lived in Fayetteville, Jonesboro, and Peachtree City, which is all southwest of Atlanta. Well, go, go figure. Listen to that. Yep. Don't you tell yep. us you're a Cajun no more. I am Cajun. <laughs> I was you, born. I was born in Louisiana. Okay, I was born in Georgia. What does that make me? 
A Georgian? A Georgianian. A Georgianian. A Georgia peach. <laughs> a peach or a cracker, depending on who you ask. So, yeah. So, yeah, you're, oh. you're Georgia peach, Georgia cracker. If you're from Texas, you're Lone Star. What do they call people from Texas? A Texan. Uh, a Texan. Texan. A Texican. Yeah. Yeah, it's just Texan. A Texican. No, definitely Texan. Definitely Texan. T E X A N, because there are Texicans. Uh, well, people, Texican, does that mean somebody that's <laughs> that's migrated into it, or is it more of a Southern Texas type? Uh, nah, there it's it's not really a Texican or anything like that. Those are just uh, Mexicans that live in Texas. Oh well, I don't want to be derogatory or anything. I just <laughs> no, no, I'm saying there, there's not a term for it. Oh, uh, or right. what they end up saying is that they're just Texan, gotcha. whether they're uh, Mexican or yeah. they're from Texas or whatever. They just say they're Texan. Yeah, no, no offense intended. I just didn't. I didn't know. I mean, it's not that. It's funny because my dad used to walk. My dad used to walk around calling. Well, my dad used to walk around calling everybody Peckerwoods. He called me a Peckerwood my whole life, and uh, that's what you and, call the, the guys <laughs> yeah. in prison. Well, isn't that my, a term they call a, a these group? One of these uh, gang groups and. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know, but it's something they did growing up, and and I never really used the term, but my dad always used it, and and then somebody had showed me, however it came up, maybe I'd seen it or whatever, and it's actually a racist term. Uh, from, yeah, it is from way back, and it I is. and I told my I told my dad, I said, Dad, I said that's racist. Racist, you can't. Well, I don't mean it racist. I can use it however I want. I'm like, Dad, the world doesn't work that way, Dad. So yeah, it it is because it's part of uh, I, I might be the Aryan Brotherhood or something. But anyway, it, it uh, might be, but uh, but yeah. I've never used it. But I I told my dad, Hey, Dad, don't do it, that. He said it is towards white people. It's oh, how is it really? People referred to white people in prison. Yeah. Uh, Back in well, the days. Well, my dad also sent LOL to a lady whose husband had died at her church 10 years ago on an email. And I'm like, dad, it's not lots of love. It means lots of love to me. Dad, the rest of the world doesn't feel that way. You might need to call her. She knows what I mean. Okay, dad, whatever. So anyway, and I, so you guys know where I get it from now. <laughs> so, hey. Let's talk about our sponsors tonight with our new our new improved uh, advertisements and our first one uh, if you'll just uh, hang tight with us we'll be right back our first one's going to be the knife maker uh, our, our favorite knife making friend over at uh, the Rivers Experience and Eric Rivers is going to tell you all about them go ahead Eric <laughs> hey Eric you're supposed to tell us about the Rivers Experience oh <laughs> he didn't get the memo, I'm, guys. <laughs> I'm over here just waving at the hey, hey, at hey, the hey, camera hey. that y'all come on, see. man. He's he's waiting for the hey. audio to start. There is no got, audio. There is no audio. I like this. Wow. Now you you okay. only get you only get 15 seconds, so you better hurry up. <laughs> okay, I'm already on. almost out of time. Yeah. Okay, but for real though, uh, you got two things. You got the Rivers Experience uh, on. YouTube, you have the TRE workshop on Facebook. Those are two great places to be able to, you know, meet fellow knife makers and, of course, watch me make knives and teach people how to do that. Uh, I've been doing YouTube for about four years, teaching people how to make knives. And I like to break down the processes of knife builds, show you the intricacies behind knife making. And then we also communicate over at the TRE workshop on Facebook. It's a great group of people that are always positive 
and give out constructive criticism, not hate. And uh, everybody likes to come together and show off their knives that they're making, whether it be a work in progress or a complete build. And we also have different people that go on there and, you know, offer up things like wood blocks with Oleg and uh, scales, all kinds of different things. So definitely go check them out. It's uh, again, the Rivers Experience. I've got my website, riversexperience.com and TRE Workshop. And I just want to say, <laughs> you guys, you guys have to go out and visit TR Workshop on Facebook. And you have to go to the riversexperience.com because if you do, Eric uh, doesn't speak highly enough about himself. He's got his uh, live broadcast that he's got now on, uh, on YouTube, uh, very active face group. Uh, Facebook group and also uh, just the most beautiful knives and, and other products. I've got one of his coffee cups and I tell you the coffee tastes a little bit better in his cup uh, than just drinking it out of my bare hands. So um, have you ever drank coffee in your bare hands? No, <laughs> no, it burns. It burns. So your cup is, your cup was life changing for me, Eric. So y'all, y'all go visit Eric guys. I think we called Eric off guard there. He did. <laughs> he didn't get the part. He didn't, since he was late to the podcast, he didn't hear the part where we were said, Hey, when we do Eric's advertisement, let's throw it at him and let him do it. <laughs> That's awesome. And there you go. <laughs> Guys, let's jump into some fun stuff. I, uh, I love this new format, especially going into season five, episode 41, a uh, little bit more open mic night approach and just whatever hits us. Uh, I've actually got some uh, questions and stuff that are starting to come in, but uh, I'm letting a few of those build up so that we have a show where we've got several questions and answers uh, for that. So tonight, I know some of our guys have been getting quite, quite, quite good at building integral bolsters on their knives. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to open up the floor to that. Let's kind of jump into the integral bolster show tonight. Who's going to take off? Boy, y'all know that I make them. Who else is uh, trying to run with these things? Otis Sears oh, been showing Otis us Sears tonight. Trying. Yeah. Uh, now yeah. remember, Otis here, nobody can see what you're holding up, so okay. you have to be I'll, descriptive. I'll, I'll try and describe it. You know, explain um, it. You know, I took, I, I stole this uh, chisel from my, uh, from my boss, right? And uh, a little hexagon chisel. <laughs> Let's go, right? Details, right? So, you know, the chisel was stolen from my shop. Hexagon, uh, I would say three-eighths thick. Um, it was my second attempt as a, at a integral build. Came out all right. I mean, little sort of yeah. a parry knife. So, yeah, pretty happy with the uh, results so far. Already hardened and tempered and straightened. You know, good deal. Couldn't that's, be happier that, so far. That's excellent, but you got to tell us, how did you make that thing? And so people understand they're looking at a blade that's, what, about seven, eight inches long? Uh, nah, more like five Okay, plate. about five. Okay, and yeah, and following your traditional style style of that kind of swope uh, sweeping uh, down um, where the finger 
uh, soil section Air is. Soil hill. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you. Um, so you've you with that file, you had a nice piece of thick round stock. So how did you get that bolster started and 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 get it moving into that nice equal shape uh, on those sides? My friend, I got a cheap. Um, what you call it, man? Um, man, I, I I drew a blank right now, man. The, guillotine um, tool. Sort of like a guillotine too, but now it's um. It was a fuller, spring bolster, a fuller yeah. die. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, fuller die. I bought a cheap one off of Amazon just to try it out. Ended up that I like it, so I gotta buy me a better one. Because every time I hit the hammer, it will kind of switch around on me. So yeah, it's not really good quality, but I was able to put a nice, uh, almost perfect on both sides of the blade yeah so, yeah it looks good came out all right yeah yeah it does what did so you basi- use to uh smooth that out to actually smooth the transition from the blade into the bolster i have radius? a um uh sort of like a, a waterfall attachment on my grinder uh-huh. nice so just put it on the flat side and mm-hmm. grinding it sideways so it's, it's not it. gonna have yeah that's the same one chip so nice. it's not going to have like my traditional plunge lines in there. So it's going to migrate or actually blend from the mm-hmm. cutting edge so all the way to the, uh, you know, to the integral part. There. So, yeah. so, so for you to uh, put that, uh, that integral bolster uh, in there, you used a spring tool. And I just looked up one. You said the same one you used. I found them on Amazon and it comes with uh, a few pieces. Yes. And, uh, Yep, three pieces. And uh, so basically it's a spring bolster where you're taking that piece of steel in there. And um, when you hammer it, you've got two round bar stocks that are welded to that uh, U-shaped piece of spring that sandwiches them together with the same amount of force because you're hitting them with the hammer uh, and it's distributing that force evenly on both sides. Yes, 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 absolutely. Did you you find you got a fairly uniform type uh, uh, impression in there when you were doing it that way? Yes and no. Uh, yes, you have sort of a equal, uh, depth on both sides and no, because the U, uh, well, the, the, the sheath that makes the, the U shape, right. It's yeah. very thin and flimsy. So every time you hit it, it will kind of, uh, twist Deformed. a little bit and get out of alignment. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. works good to make the, your initial, uh, plunge line, so, so to speak. Uh, but you kind of got to come back later with the file guide and even out both sides. Yeah, so this is the reason why a lot of people use the guillotine tool because when you're using the guillotine tool, I want one. Uh, it, it won't move. It won't warp the, the C spring that's at, with that steel that you had there. Uh, each time you hit it, it's just going straight in the same spot over and over. Yep. But it's hard to use a guillotine tool to make a fuller and the tool that you were using for that is a fullering tool that you would use to, that way you can put the blade in it and it go lengthways down the blade mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to perpendicular to it, making mm-hmm. a bolster. And, so, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I only it bought though. it because it was cheap, right? I think I paid, I don't know, Chip is looking at it right now, but I think it was like $70. Seven, $70, 70 $80, yes. Yeah, $70, yep. $80 for uh, three tools. Got a creasing tool, a uh, fuller tool, and uh, a cutting uh, like a hardy tool or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to get me uh, a guillotine, put it yeah. in there, because I really mm-hmm. like the way this came out. 
it's awesome. I plan yeah. on either buying one or making one myself. Yeah. Uh, I got one uh, off of eBay from Wyoming. Wyoming Tools. It's this guy in Wyoming that makes them. Uh, yeah. I think I, I think I paid like, I don't know, 50, 60 bucks for it. And it came with three different dies. It came with a oh, oh, set wow. of but, butcher dies, uh, fullering dies, and flat. Oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to send you all the link. Yeah, please do. So, the uh, the one that you can get for, which is really good for integral bolsters, uh, you get two different dies for it. You get the round ones that help you do the actual uh, radius from the blade into the bolster, and then you do the cutoff, which are basically just chisels, where it's just chisel ground. Yeah, that so that it comes down and it, it isolates the flat spot of the tang going in or a flat spot of the bolster going into the tang mm-hmm. and then gives you that area to yeah. stretch out. Yeah, Those I need are the that. two that I'm going to do. I need so, that in my life now. So See, the thing you, is, ever since Eric started posting all those forging videos, I've oh, been yeah. looking at it and said, man, I really got to step up on my mm-hmm. game. I mean, my, um, my stock removal is second to none right now i i venture to say that my stock removal is up to the to the test no it, yeah. to none. it I is am really, absolutely really there for my next step or my evolution as a maker would be a lot of forging so the last few blades that i made they're all forged right. and again from odd stuff into a knife right yeah i, I, I will uh, tell you i've just made uh two blades back to back and finishing one up now and they were stock removal and i, I agree with eric everybody's yeah, you're a not a maker. knife maker no more in my eyes you know yeah i hear you i just um i just it's it, for me it's just it's just not as fun when you're not banging on the steel as part of the process it takes much longer but it, it, if it's, you're not forging you're not a knife maker no more yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 let me, let me, well, let me, I'm forging. I just ain't showed nobody anything yet. So, <laughs> so when you, when you go in and you, you use that fullering tool to swoop down to the blade level and you'll have to refine that later, um, then you're leaving that width up top and you're having to go at back at it, freehanding it with a grinder and then eventually getting it onto your, uh, um, file guide file guide and flattening everything out perfectly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How, how are you dealing with that as far as connecting your file guide to a uh, bolster that's not, maybe not completely flat? Does Joey, you got... I was just going to say I'd recommend the Bill Bernanke uh, Integral Bolster uh, file guide. because yeah, He's got one. I, pl- I plan on getting one because... I guess uh, I need one now. Yep, you yeah, will. Yeah, because it it's a it's it's made for integral bolsters yep is it a special shape where it holds uh yes it like so one side is shaped like a u and then the other side's flat where you can clamp the around the bolster right and you can file the back side flat mm-hmm. oh wow so it fits it'll and it'll fit you know pretty you know pretty big bolster um so it's got a, a lot of clearance you can look at the specifications mm-hmm. on bill bernanke's uh website yeah. but i'm I'm yeah, surprised you're not dead later on our chat. Why are you not saying it now? If they've only got five left, we need to order them before anybody else gets them. Yeah. Forward it, forward it quick, Mark, forward it, forward it. How much, are, how much are they selling them for? 
It's they're, on pops, right? Five one fifty pops. Uh, no, no, they're like uh, they're, they're like two 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 twenty five on on pops. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Not bad for a tool that you're going to use, especially yep. if you get into really doing this for something you're going to use several times. Yeah. Well. And, sell, and they sell they two have, to three knives and it's paid for. Absolutely. And they have carbide uh, carbide inserts okay. that you can that you can change out on the face. So shape, nice. yeah. So, so the, uh, same same shape with the U shape and everything. Yeah, yeah, same shape. Oh wow, okay, yep. cool. Yep, all, all the way around. That sounds like it's worth it. It is. And the cool thing is, it looks like you can uh, switch them around and have them uh, with the bolster side in, or flip them around and have flat side in. Flat side, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So you can you can use them either way, which is which that's is really a nice. Tool right there. It is that's, two tools for the price awesome. of one. Yeah. Interestingly enough, you haven't forwarded that to me yet, Mark. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah. Uh, I think I asked you to like three minutes ago. Pops.com. <laughs> Pops.com. Pops so knife supplies. So when it when it comes to uh, Integra bolsters with with uh, my side of it and everything. Uh, you know, if you're a listener and you haven't seen an integral bolstered knife or try to understand what that is, um, it, it's sounds it's exactly what it sounds like. The if you look at a knife that has bolsters, like a set of brass bolsters or something like that, uh, as part of the handle, this is a one where it's actually fully integral. So it was made out of one piece of steel as opposed to two pieces of brass or two pieces of steel sandwiching your blade that's then peened into place with pins uh you're just not doing that process it's out of one piece of steel which mm -hmm. looks really cool especially if you're doing like damascus and you want your damascus to flow up into that bolster area and you want it to follow the actual pattern all the way through one of the easiest ways to do that is to create an integral bolster um, you'll see a lot yep. of knives nowadays that you can get anywhere as simple as Walmart, different things like that, that are like little chef's knives and pairing knives that have that integral bolster because yes. it makes for a real comfortable pinch grip whenever you're going through and you're doing that style of chopping or something. And uh, so you have kind of like an explosion of people doing integral bolster knives now, uh, especially on YouTube and things like that. I've really enjoyed it. I started watching Neil Kamamura a uh, while back and he was making these beautiful brute de forge hand forged integral bolster chef's knives that are just immaculate and beautiful and i wanted to try that and whenever i first got into forging i watched a few of his videos and the thing that he suggests is forge as often as possible as much as possible as many knives as you can and if you want to pick up a new skill just put yourself through the paces and do it a lot you can do it 50 60 70 times mm -hmm. do it and mm -hmm. uh so i forge a lot of integrals i have plenty of videos on my youtube channel for it but really for me uh i, I make a lot of knives off camera that i make and i'll sell them to you know of course customers and things like that but uh whenever i make mine which is what of course y'all can see on there uh, I just forge it and I wanted to get used to the, what hammers and anvils and all that stuff does before I end up buying a tool for it. Uh, so that's what I put myself through and 
I eventually want to get that uh, waterfall platen or make one. I was talking to Jason Knight at Blade Show Atlanta, and uh, he was telling me how he did his with roller skate bearings and uh, a little piece of steel that just welded it together and mounted it onto his uh, one of his arms on his uh, grinder. And that's all it was. So every radius that you see on all of Jason Knight's integral bolsters are all the same radius of a skateboard bearing. Hmm. <laughs> and hey, uh, co- coming back though to this to this Bill Binky Neil Kamamura, did I not say that right? Neil Kamamura, more or less, yeah, yeah, universal, integral, and flat. So they both got credit for it here, but it looks to me like it flips. You can put it, you flips around where you can use it on a flat knife. Or reassemble it the other way and use it on an integral bolster. Yeah. So that, that's really cool. Yeah, so I mean, it's only, that. yeah, it's only a little bit more than. Did you say that, Mark? I well, no, I'm sorry. No, no. I was glo- <laughs> I was glossed over. I'll just cut it out of the episode. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. So old man, old man, old man, look at my life. Hey, so I um got to reading because I was all gummed up because you wouldn't send me the link. So that's why I didn't hear it. <laughs> so right. yeah, this is, this is pretty cool. And just so you all know, I just bought the last 10 they had and they're now $500. If anybody wants one. <laughs> <laughs> that's you what you get. Check the knife. Bill and now is knife-maker.com and speaking of knife-maker.com i also want to point out that uh we were just looking at pops knife supply so guys uh pops has supported us for quite some time and not only do they support us they support every maker every every business out there everybody that uh that's doing something you can get uh, a marabraid you can get your belts you can get your steel uh you can get your fasteners you can get your glues uh you can even get your t-shirts from popsknifesupplies.com or you can go to popsknife.supplies and get there as well but um that whole team over there offers some of the best customer service so go visit them today you don't even have to swim there mark no, I'm I'm looking at Joey's hat. Oh pops, yeah, Joey's pops hat. You know we're gonna have to have to do a a, bro, a, a video broadcast the way we do this whole uh, looky looky looky. Yeah, man, we can uh, we can, we can have a little 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 channel somewhere. Yeah, Otis here was talking to me Rumble. this week. I've got to get on Rumble. He says so I've signed up for Rumble, and yeah, I don't know can, if we'll uh, do a video we podcast. We can have a Knife but... Templars channel there and. Uh, Go, What's Rumble? Go live. It's similar to YouTube, only freer and no censorship. Yeah. You don't, oh, you cool. don't, you don't get banned as easily. Yeah, or, you can. You know, you can. You can, 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 you can say a lot. You can say a lot. <laughs> yeah, before they. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's out of bounds. You know. Is the Rivers experience <laughs> on uh, Rumble? Yeah, I just haven't uh, posted the videos. I've got a bunch of videos that I'm going to put on there, but yeah, I, I have it. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's. <laughs> things that they oh. do there versus YouTube. And I can say this on this because I don't have to worry about YouTube stopping me. Um, so the the thing going on right now is the whole Russell brand, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. YouTube cut off his monetization and Rumble said, yeah, you can go F yourselves. And uh, they uh, did not cut off his monetization just because yep. Yep. the government so, was trying to pressure them into it. So Rumble is not owned by Google. Correct. No. Nope. No. Okay. no sounds like sounds like the government needs to break Google up. 
Yeah. yeah. They're not going to do that though, because no, they're owned yeah. the same way. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I understand. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's just too big, just too big and too encompassing. Yeah, so. It is. It's like two cents, you know, I think we should have a, a, a rumble channel, you know, have some kind of a video format. And because I've seen some podcasts where people are talking the way we are right now, you know, you know, each other, you know, looking at yep. each other feeds and uh, we can see and talk and, you know, people can see at the same time. So, yeah. Right. We will be checking out Rumble. Who knows? Maybe yeah. we'll have a video podcast, but we've got to do this. I've got to get out of my son's bedroom, who's 28 and has been out for 10 years or so. Uh, Don's got to come out of the closet. Um, <laughs> I just see closet doors behind him. I'm in a bunk bed cave. Yeah. Uh, Mark, where are we finding you? Uh, I'm in I'm in my bedroom. <laughs> Joey, are you in the library? Look at I'm in the, uh, it's an office. <laughs> Joey, office. Joey is in an unofficial office, and Odysseer is in his son's um, room that's full of action figures uh, that uh, his son is off in the military now. And uh, so we're all, uh, we've, we've got to get some uh, professional backgrounds going. So Yeah, so my son is, uh, is an addict got- on uh, Gundam. So he buys them uh, Gundam sets, and he builds it like little from little intricate pieces. It takes yeah. them like hours just putting is everything that like together. A, a magnifying glass behind you? What is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a magnifying glass and, uh, you know. Well, that sounds exciting. Wow. Yeah. Nerds. Yeah. I've got two months, <laughs> two months, and uh, I will have my podcast space because I'm going to be doing part of that on the on the YouTube channel. So you're going to be uh, cheating on us. That's what you're telling me. Are you? Yeah. Is it going to be out? Is it going to be out in your shop? Because you better get some internet out there. It's going to be the shop will have its own internet and its own heating uh-huh. AC and and all that. But uh, I'm I'm not going to do like what we do. It's going to be more um, how I do my live streams and stuff like that. Uh, but I'm going to have. I've, that I've, I've got a great. I've got a great name for it. Coming out. Ooh, what is with, it? Coming out with Eric. Better believe it. <laughs> right. Coming out, I can't coming believe out. it. Well, you're coming you're out. coming. You're going out into the shop, so it's being like you know, coming out with Eric. I don't know if that's what the uh, be an interesting uh, interesting group of people because uh, I would have to. <laughs> hey, I'd have to have uh, the riots background. <laughs> that pink background he's got there, yes. dude. What is up with that? I don't understand. I don't know, I don't know but you've gone, you've gone hey. full, you've gone yeah, full. full, uh, full yeah, you, you look, you look like Barney the dinosaur, brother, dude. Like, <laughs> crazy. I've been trying to figure out how to fix it, but no, it look, it pink looks good on you. So yeah. <laughs> you would say that. Yes, I would. Hey, y'all like Jason Fry? I think Jason Fry's gone. Did I say fry right? Jason Fry. Fry? Jason? I think Fry. fry. Jason Fry. Is it Jason him, Fry? You got any big? I, I think it's Jason Fry. Jason you Fry. Got, you, you got any big? Got scum. I'll have a big one then. I don't yeah, think he, he, he was ordering not, fries. He was ordering French fries. I think he's hunting, isn't he hunting? Y'all didn't get, I think he is. Y'all didn't get my Sling Blade reference? <laughs> I better stick to I got it. Silence. I better, <laughs> I better stick to who does a good who, who does a good mm-hmm. Carl Childers. Come on, guys. 
one at a time. Joey. Well, l- listen here, Pilgrim. That's not that's not that's not Carl Childers. Don, you, can you do a Carl Childers? No, I cannot. Who, that, who is that? Who's that was Carl Childers. Sling Blade. Oh my god. Oh, um, oh Sling No. Carl uh, Childers. Yeah. Wait, first of all, did you say him by by name? Yes. Nobody knows nobody knows the name of the main character in Sling Blade. They know Sling Blade. That's, we're talking about <laughs> Chip here now. It's Holy shit. cow! He said those I, characters. I know a, I, I know. I know. I know his girlfriend's name in the movie yeah, he's too. Talking about yeah. nerds. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Mark. Do you do a Carl Childers? I, I do not. Just Tone Loco. That's okay. right. Otis here. Let's hear your best Brazilian Carl Childers. Oh, I don't know who that is. Well, I guess we won't be doing that then. All right, guys. We've got a game tonight. Are you ready to play? And I'm going to be keeping score. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> man. People's voices. All right. <laughs> All right. I've got a bunch of uh, famous quotes. And on tonight's episode, uh, you have to come up with, you get uh, one point. Let's see. We've got here Riot. Uh, we have uh, Pinto. We have something. <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting your last name. And and Vmax oh, is now calling Vmax is calling himself Skegman and he didn't even spell it right, brother. This S K J E G G M A N. There's too many letters in that. <laughs> and we've got V-Max we've got Skegman. and we've got Train Boy. So we've got the Riot Pinto something Vmax and Train. And you know what? Let's do a little music because all good shows need some music wait are are you on there tater what's that tater what's tater what (laughs) are you did you put yourself on there are you just no 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 i i i'm 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 the game show host Oh, I'm the game show host. So you, what the rules of this game is, is that I'm going to give you some famous quotes and you get one point for getting the quote, right. You get two points. If you say something incredibly funny and make the rest of us laugh, man, I don't watch TV. I'm going to lose. Yeah. No. So, so, so here's a, here's a, here's a good example. I would say if, if I asked you this and you give me what you think is the right answer, um, one small step for man, one giant leap for Kermit the Frog. Mankind. Mankind. So oh, I man. would Chip would say uh one small step for man, one giant leap for who didn't clean up after their dog. Hmm. That sounds like a dad joke. That's not funny. <laughs> oh. When I oh. thought about that. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's no. see. Oh, you laughed. You laughed. Five points for me. All but right. It wasn't what you said. It's that you thought it would be. <laughs> when I when I was when I was driving to work this morning, I was laughing my rear end off in the car at that. I bet you were. One small leap for man. One giant leap for who didn't clean up after the dog. <laughs> All right, here we go, guys. Question or, or quote number one by William Shakespeare. I'll give you the author. A rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Don, you get one. And Don just gets one because nobody laughed. Nobody laughed. 
<laughs> same Was same author. Right? It is right. All the a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. That's awesome. Thank it you. is. Here we go. <laughs> All that glitters is not glamorous. Minus one joy. Gold. All right, Eric. Uh, something. Sorry, you're something. You get one point. All that glitters is not. Is there something funny that yeah, makes you? Yeah, uh, I don't want to go there on this one. <laughs> Give it to us, that? Otis. Here, I can. I can bleep it. Come on. It's dripper's butt. Oh, dripper's butt. You yeah, get three. You get. There. You get three points. <laughs> that's, that's valid, though. You get three. You get three points. Um. Okay. Come on, Rumble. At, John John Kennedy said, "Ask not what you can do for your, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for you." Put your on country. an old cracker. <laughs> <laughs> what the accent? <laughs> All right, Riot. Riot, you're up to one point because you were minus one. So uh, you did get the group to laugh. That's two minus one is one point. Good job. Good job. Good job. All right, um, guys, we're gonna we're gonna stretch it here. Now this is from the Bible. Oh, so you better not be funny here. You just better show that you're a good Bible student. Bible. What did God say at the end of Revelations? Don't add to or take away these words. So we got to be careful with this one. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you should find. find. Oh, are y'all going to split the point there? Do you both get a point, Otis, here and Don? You can do that. I split it with him. All right. Half and half. Finish it out, though. These guys got 0.5 points. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're standing at, we're standing at the riot has one. Pinto has four because of his glitter bomb joke. And, um, Something has won. VMAX is, uh, well, he just hasn't got anything yet. That's right. I'm and, not negative. Uh, the train is up to two. Is what you do, round their half points up? I hear the train. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes said, Sherlock Holmes said, elementary, my. Dear Watson. Dear Watson. Sorry, Don. Uh, Don got that one. He's up to three points. Uh, three points. And VMAX, you were a little slow on the buzzer there. I was. Um, oh, we got a buzz in? Rhett said, frankly, my dear, I don't. Give a darn. Hang on, Elizabeth, I'm coming. <laughs> I don't give a damn. You said Red, huh? Rhett Butler, yeah. So, frankly, my oh, dear, I don't I give a darn. Nobody can say anything funny to that. It's so easy. Well, I mean, the riot I mean, did use a completely different did. quote. But the <laughs> but it, but it but it but it didn't. Frankly, my dear, I and then help me, whatever, Elizabeth. I'm coming to join you. Didn't really make a whole. Didn't make a proper sentence. It was like two quotes slammed together. Yeah, but you said red. You said red. I thought you red. 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 Are you are you are you getting on me about the way I say things again? Rhett. No, absolutely not. All right, that's no. minus one for the riot. You're back to zero. <laughs> and uh, and I hate to say it, Train, you're up to four points now. Right. You're tied with Pinto, but none of you made that funny. You guys got you guys got it. This was so fun. I was laughing my tail off going to work reading these things, making up words. <laughs> oh. Again, that doesn't shock me. 
<laughs> five points for five points for Eric. He made everybody laugh. No, no, I'm just joking. No points for Eric on that one. Uh, Rick Blaine said, "Here's looking at you, you bananas, kid." <laughs> you made me laugh, Joey. You get you get two. <laughs> v Max, I'm going to give you one just because you yeah. said it right. Okay, V Max is on the board. Hey. Jim Lovell said, Houston. We have a problem. We got a problem. Cannonball! He said, we have a problem. Who said got a problem? We have a problem. Nobody's. Don got it right. Yeah, Don got it right. So Don is up to five points. VMAX is back to zero because he quoted it wrong. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) I love the smell of... I love the smell of deep palm in the morning. There, there's a lot there, man. Oh, man. But Joey just got it right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I was... That's apocalypse now, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got, he's got like three points. Scene. All right. All right. But I tell you what, everybody, come up, if you come up with something better, I love the smell of. And, and if you, in the morning. No, no, no. If no. you make everybody laugh, we'll take away one point for each time somebody laughs with a good answer. Right. Don, I love yeah. the smell of. A soupy. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was that was so stupid it was funny. <laughs> All right. He's down he's down he's down to two points now. Mark, I love the smell of I love the smell of pinto sauce in the morning. <laughs> Eric Eric didn't Eric didn't laugh. First of no. all, y'all take that however y'all want it to be. I'm just saying, y'all, all your viewers, all the viewers that have no clue what pinto sauce is, just I don't, get your minds are rolling. <laughs> okay, so, um, so uh, Eric something gets five points for that because I thought that was funny. <laughs> all right, pinto, I love the smell of. Um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll pass on this one. Trust me on this. Oh, come on. Trust me on this. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't. You have to do it. No. I, I love the smell of buzz balls in the morning. There you go. <laughs> you got it for me. Thank you very much. Eric, <laughs> Eric's on mute. So let me see if I can do it. Um, well, oh, there he is. I'm right here. Eric, get those one. I love the smell of. Ooh, okay. There's a there's a movie that was a it, it was like Biodome or whatever is the uh, you know the whole, sure. uh, oh yeah I love the smell of my farts when you taste <laughs> yeah. it, what you eat <laughs> I love oh, the yeah. sm- I love the smell of after I fart I love the smell of my fingers. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, well, I was going along with you. See, Eric, Eric, Eric. I don't know if Eric's laughing. Man, you took mine, and you were like, you know what? I'm gonna double down. I'm gonna double down. I'm gonna double down. Let's. I thought he was just gonna say like, I love you, smell of chalupas. What was what was what was that movie with uh, the? Um, it was kind of the the one with the guy with the white mask was running around with the knife and the black 
Scream. Halloween. Remember when they made Teen Movie and they had the one kid in it, yeah. Dopey or Doof Duffy or Doofy or whatever? Doofy. And uh, the guy uh, put his fingers up underneath Doofy, oh, yeah. Doofy's nose, and and then yeah. uh, and then I Doofy made it did with it. My very own hands. Yeah, th- yeah, that that was part of it. But this <laughs> this particular scene, the guy puts his fingers up uh, up up under his nose and says, "Smell this," and, and it was inappropriate. But then he Doofy puts his fingers up underneath the policeman's nose and he goes, "Oh, what is that?" And he said something about you know his scratching his ass or something like that. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, we've currently got Joey's down to one. Pinto's got four. Eric's got five. VMAX has zero. And the train's got five. So uh, a couple more here. You guys feel like a couple more? Yeah, go ahead, man. Let's do that. Sure. All right. <sighs> I don't even want to do this one. Do it. May the, for- May the Force. Be with you. Okay, everybody gets one. Joey's got two. Pinto's up to five. Eric's up to six. VMAX is up to one. Train's up to six. All right. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Theodore Roosevelt said, speak softly and carry a big... Big stick, baby. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's enough knives there that Pinto gets two points because I knew knew that Pinto was going to say knife. (laughs) A big knife. Big knife. A man after my own heart right there. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. So we have seven points. We've okay. So Riot, you've been eliminated, and we're going into the champion round. V Max, you're eliminated. Uh Eric's got five, train's got six, Pinto's got seven. Uh and so keep this in, no no no, keep this in mind. Eric's got five. Train has six. Pinto has seven. So what I need you to do is wager uh, some points for the following answer or the following question. Final So Yep, yep. So Pinto, uh, how many points are you willing to wager? There's a prize at the end of this. Oh, yeah? Yes. Oh, A binky. You get a binky. No, there's a a major prize at the end of this. Uh, Not only did I laugh all the way to work today, with dad jokes, as Eric puts them, I came up with a prize. So, um, oh, what are you willing to wager there, at Pinto, for the major everything. award? So you're going to wager seven points. Seven points. All right. Well, uh, if you get this right, you'll be up to fourteen, and no one can beat you. What about you, uh, Eric? Uh, he kind of put you in a hot spot there. What are you going to do? The whole surveying, all five. Is Eric frozen? I think Eric's nope. frozen because that is just, like, <laughs> no, he's just this look on his like damn. <laughs> he's like yeah. he's got he's got the most dang he just dang. went off. He had the most no come back. Oh, he's back, picture. he's back. I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm taking pictures of it. These are going online. Eric frozen. Um here, matter of fact, well, I don't need to make a video while we're doing this. We'll just say Eric is going to uh put all five in front. Don the train, you've got six points. How much would you like to wager? Let's do it all, baby. Let's take it all. All right, and that will give you six. Eric is still completely frozen with the most beautiful smile. Um, (laughs) I see it. I see it moving. Is he? He's coming. Oh, he's back. All right, Eric. You, this is gonna. Eric's this got is, a twin. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Oh, did he? Oh, I thought he was frozen again. Is he, he got okay. a clone now. All right, so there. 
Yeah. Now, now we got rid of that. Good. I was about to tell you, you got to close one of them. Eric, <laughs> you've got five points. Uh, Pinto wagered seven. Don wagered um, six. Five. You have to wager all five, I guess, to have a chance yeah. unless they lose. Yep. So, all right. So uh, let me, um, <laughs> just so you know, VMAX, I have one on here. It says, you talking? <laughs> He's like, I would have won that. I would have won that. All right. So uh, you guys have to write this down. You can't call it out. Do you have something to write down in front of you? Yeah. Of course not. I'm in a child's room. <laughs> you know what? They don't have oh, no, 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 hey. for you. I, I got you. Purple All marker. Right. There we go. And a piece of sketch paper. Let's do it. All Let's right. Go. All right. All right. So uh, here we go one of my favorite ones and you cannot say it you'll have to hold it up and we'll have to read it you guys know who robert frost is nope. yeah is he a nope. painter yes yeah. yes all right now guys don't call it out i know who bob russ is you're <laughs> close all right okay guys don't call it out two roads diverged in a wood and i took the one last traveled by What's the end? Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one last traveled by. And you fill in the blank. And is a word in there. Two roads diverged into a wood, and I, I took the one last traveled by. And okay, there you go. Dun dun dun. By blank and something. You just got to fill in the rest of that sentence there. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I. I took the one last traveled by, and you fill in the rest of that sentence. The beautiful people, the beautiful people, bum, bum, the beautiful people, the beautiful. Don't hold it up yet, Otis here. The beautiful people. <laughs> it's too hot. <laughs> but I liked it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, so, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh we have our our people uh pinto is wagered all seven points uh something is wagered five and train is wagered six it looks like they should have at least some of them should have at least kept one point based on the facial expressions i will let you guys know i would have won the million dollars on this but let's see how you, you do nobody the game <laughs> no, no, I, I actually, I actually have a lot of Robert Frost poetry books, uh, but I will tell you this, uh, Raya and VMAX, you may have a chance to come back here just in case. So don't, okay. don't look it up. I see All you right. looking down at your phone, Terrio. Okay. Your face just gave it away. Terrio looked at his face. <laughs> he, he looked it up. VMAX, have you looked it up? No, but I think I know what it Okay. Then just stop right be. there. All right. Pinto, yeah. Two. You have to read your answer. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, yeah. I took the one last travel by, and and I saw a Bigfoot. <laughs> Pinto, you have that's, zero points. That's. I think he should get extra points for that. No, well, because oh. if you're going to see a Bigfoot, you're going to be on the on the road less traveled, right? That's that's true. You have zero points, Otis. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
but it was a good answer. I liked it. Okay. Uh, and Don, Don, Don says two no. roads diverged in a wood. And I, I took the one less traveled by and less traveled. That's your answer. Yep. I, two roads diverged in a wood and I took, I took the one less traveled by and less traveled. And less, and it's less traveled or less traveled. <laughs> well, all right. So hey, you've got you you've got you've got zero points, Don. Yeah, you guys, you. Uh, thank you. Both those sound better than what I said. So uh, something, uh, Eric, Eric, something rivers. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one last travel by, and everyone else, I guess. <laughs> oh. <God. laughs> oh. You said to write it down. I have no clue who the person is you're talking about. I don't either. Robert Frost. Okay, Robert <laughs> Frost is a is a is a decorated poet from uh, from the United States, uh, born in the uh, 19th century and died in the 60s of the okay. 1960s of the 20th century. Vmax, do you know the answer? Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled by, and that. I thought it was something like and made the difference in my life or something like that. Isn't it something like that? Uh, we're going to have to ask the judges. Onky, judges, onky, onky. Uh, what do you say? <laughs> they, 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 no. they, they, they are giving you credit for that. Oh, uh, that Joey, onky, onky, onky is credit. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Joey, uh, what were you going to say? I was going to say... Uh... And and, uh, and that made all the difference. Yeah, you looked it up on your phone. I'm yeah, actually, you say what did Google say? <laughs> so uh, yes, Robert Frost. Uh, yeah, uh, stopping by roads on a snowy evening. Uh, two roads diverged in a wood, and I I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. And uh, with that being said, uh, Mark, uh, you will be winning. Johnny, what's he going to win? <laughs> Well, Chip, uh, that's not very good. Like, who can I do? Well, Chip, I don't know. Hey, Mark, you're winning a straightening hammer. Oh, yeah. You have just won a straightening hammer from the Forge of Shagmund, M-A-N-D. And oh. uh, if you provide us uh, your address, uh, we will be happy to build that over the weekend and put that in the mail to you for delivery right. next week. Wait, hey, yeah. Yeah, can we? Hey, hey, time awesome for time some applause in the audience here. Great job. All right, all right, everybody, calm down, calm down. It's enough. It's just a straightening hammer. Stop, 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 stop. Quiet, it's quiet. Thank you. I was a mean kid. Thank you. <laughs> and tonight's episode was brought to you by Phoenix Abrasives and the Templars 10 discount. You can get find all of your abrasive needs over at phoenixabrasives.com and you can find them on the app and order directly from them. Where will they find that app, guys? Come on. Dun 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 dun. Come on. I'm, I'm the Wix, right? Isn't, isn't the Wix it, uh, app? The Wix app. Do I get another only, point for that? 
actually, I'm going to darken. <laughs> I'm going to darken the handle, so you will Ooh, uh, you will have a darkened waxed nice. handle and and a straightening hammer that will be built tomorrow and put in the mail on. Oh. Uh, uh, probably have to go out from Texas somewhere on Monday or Tuesday. All right. Gonna be nice. Let's You're gonna it. like that, man. Oh yeah, You're like that, buddy. Con- congratulations have- on on your major award. Amen. Thank you. Good job. Yeah. Any any parting awesome. words or any parting words or anything to say? Uh, you know, I, I would thank. I, I would thank uh, Odor Series. I liked his Bigfoot answer. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, if you ever want to see a Bigfoot, just on a road less travel. Right? <laughs> that is right. That is right. So the road less traveled that takes us there, guys. So the road less traveled is where we find most of ourselves, and um, I think that applies to knife makers as well. Uh, if you look at uh, the things that we do every day, uh, you know, we challenge ourselves to do things. These days, I'm starting to um, go down that road with some of the things I'm doing, certainly with like Joey's assistance on how to put that false edge or swedge on a uh, on a curved mm-hmm. blade. Uh, but tell me some of the things that you guys are doing these days that are stretching your limits. Well, forging. Well, forging. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, go ahead, Don. Let's just let's, let's go around table. What do you got going on, Don? Um, I talked earlier about trying a new platen, um, a number thirty six platen. It gives you more of a, a hollow grind on yeah. the blade. And, now, um, when you say a thirty six platen, explain that to the folks that may not understand what it is. The way I understand it, and Joey probably could, because he's a he's a engineer. Um, I would say if you take a wheel that's thirty six inches in diameter. And cut out eight inches of it, and you got a 30, number thirty-six platen. And what it is, this is sloped enough to give you a little more concave in your grind. And so, uh, what you're saying is, it has a the equivalent yeah. of a thirty-six inch yeah. wheel, wheel on a platen. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And, uh, and so you're the, saying you're it's saying got you, the the radii. Yeah, the radii. the radii. The radius of a thirty-six on a platen. Yeah. So okay, so you've lost me. You've lost me. You you took a wheel and you cut it? Uh, no, no, I, no it's a, a mirror blade did. The back, the back is flat, and then the front is... Oh, oh you're, yeah, okay. I know what their flat platens are. When he said wheel, it would have the, it would have the equivalence of being uh, on the, a wheel yeah, is what you're saying. Oh, okay. Radius. Right. Yes, yes. Because it's yes. got the radii of 36-inch wheel. Now, when you say that on the knife that you showed us, now are you saying that you did your, uh, your bevel grinds with that? Yes, it's... Uh, what I did, I took the flat platen off and put the... Your main bevels or your cutting edge? The main bevel. His, his main okay. bevel. Main bevel. Okay. It's sloping. This, it's a slight, it's got a slightness to it, but you can feel the ridge. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, what it does, it thins down that edge. Probably, it gives you a little more cutting length or a little more cutting time as it sharpens. So that's why a lot of people go a hollow grind anyway. They say it cut, well, they say it cuts better, you know, but... I mean, they all have their, I think they all have their, you know. Well, I got my pink screen, but you can see the edge. Yeah, Joe's always holding one up for us right now to look yeah. at. Yeah. Do you use a jig for that? Because I guess you, you wouldn't be able to freehand that, right, very well. Although. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can use freehand yeah. on it, but I don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know guys I, that do. That's what, that's what this is. This yeah. is freehand. When you say you okay. don't, Don, how are you grinding it? On my tilt table. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That tilt table is a nice thing. I actually did what you yeah, did. I, w- I went in and, um, and, and ground out 
the back edge of that table so that I can get up closer to the belt exactly. and better angle. So you're not riding uh, so high on the belt. Otherwise you're riding so high on the plat and it's hard to get into where you need to be. Mm-hmm. So well, mm-hmm. I did the same thing on mine. Well, the yeah. good thing about when you're using this radius platen, what happens, it drops down so you can get a little closer than normal. Cause when mm-hmm. the curve of the platen just curves down, you know, that radius and you can slide up in a little bit there and get your two, two degrees or whatever you need. So, what does uh, Maribraid charge for one of them platens? I think it's eighty-five bucks. That's not bad. One, which well, is fairly cheap. Yeah, just for the platen or for the whole attachment? Just for the platen. Yes, yeah, yeah. just the platen. And you know, guys, that's cheap because other companies sell them for one hundred and thirty dollars for the platen. Yeah. Do you know what kind when of steel the platen is made out of? Is it like a mild steel or something? I think no, it's hardened steel. It's uh, everything yeah. everything yeah, they do is hardened. Steel. So, yeah. and I, as a matter of fact, I'm still on my first platen well, a year later. And they, not everything, because when I first got my grinder, the platens wouldn't harden. No, they didn't start that until um, till probably later. three months after I got mine in yep. 2021. And when I was, they, yeah, I was speaking I in terms through, of when I got mine. When I blew through that first one. Yep, uh, and it goes quickly. It's just yeah, mild steel. I, so, but I had it resurfaced. And then uh, I used it again, blew through it again, and then I was like, you know what? I need a hardened platen. Mm-hmm. So they were making yeah. it at the time. So I bought a flat one, and then that's when I bought that 36 inch and that 24 inch. I think I'm gonna go with platen. a 24 next time. I'm gonna I guess that's why people things. used to really. I guess that's why people used to really go towards the glass platens because you yep. know you had the heat exactly. transfer and you didn't get the wearing. I've still got some large glass. I got a glass platen on my two by forty two. Yeah, I have a glass yeah, plate. With that uh, twenty-four inch, mm-hmm. uh, Don, yeah. it's going to be a little bit more pronounced. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, you got to be careful, yep. especially when you go up that bevel. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, what, what do you mean? Deal. What do you mean? You got to be careful so people well, understand that, and I do well, too. Okay, you'll, you, you'll blow through because your grinds are doing like this. Oh, you'll blow through the steel. Yeah, you'll blow yes. through the center right through here. Yep. Got gotcha. you. Especially when you're doing high. like an S grind. Yep. So basically, so the listeners understand when they're saying blow through that steel is so if you're grinding a, a flat bevel, you don't have to worry about it. You're just going to keep taking it up from the bottom. But if you've got a curve in that bevel, yeah, uh, the two, the two, a hollow curve, you have the two sides may meet. You may end up with a hole in the middle. Exactly. Of mm-hmm. Exactly. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that, so you've pushed yourself on that. What about you, uh, Mark? You've, you've, you actually showed us some blades here recently and we know you're pushing yourself oh, yeah. on some growth opportunities. So what do you got to say for yourself? Yeah. You know, I, I, I wanted to work on my, uh, you know, just r- really where, where you guys have probably been, you know, at least a, a year or so ago is, is just working on my grinds a little bit. So, uh, I, I did a set of four blades and, uh, originally I was just going to try the same grinds in all four and just kind of practice getting that consistency. But, uh, but what I decided to end up doing is, is I was going to try like four different styles of doing some grinding. And, uh, well, well so, I'll tell you, lift them up so everybody can hear them clanking and these guys. Can <laughs> that's right. Them. So you can, you can, you can hear them all clanking, right? You know, yeah, the, the uh, audience can't so, see them, but we can. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so, clanking, so we, we got, there we go. There we go. Need that's some right. clanking. Oh, it sounds like you got a hardened one in there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, uh, so I did, uh, I did two of them freehand. Yeah. And, uh, so I got one free handed and, and, uh, you know, that awesome. actually didn't come out too bad. Uh, the next one, uh, you know, it's free handed and, and, and then it was, it was all kinds of problems. So, uh, I, uh, you know, I think I nicked the uh, false edge a little bit with the, 
you know, with the, uh, with the belt. And then I had to take the, the bevels up higher and then they weren't even. So I had to take them up a little bit higher and, and they kept getting higher and higher. And, uh, you know, it, it was, it was just, a, a you were chasing a, the bevels. I, yeah. I was just chasing them. Right. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, so I stopped on that and I put them down for a little bit and then I, uh, you know, I complained on the, uh, on our, on our chat group for, for a day. When that, <laughs> when that, whenever that starts happening, Mark change, yeah. uh, go to, um, drop down on your grit, go to a little bit finer grit. Okay. And it, it won't eat as much steel and it'll slow you down. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll you'll start to you know get get back in your groove and you know when you're freehanding like that. Yeah, I, I just eliminated that problem. Well, let me tell you how I do because it's probably going to be better than yours. I take another shot of apple pie moonshine by yeah, old Smokey. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I had Smoky. I had two more I had two more knives that I tried right, and, and so uh, the other one I put the bigger uh, um uh what, what do we you know, jig, uh, you know, jig on there. Right. You know, it's kind of what, what I use to, to grind my, uh, for the, uh, hidden tang knives, you know, that I, I do my, uh, my hidden tangs with, but I, you know, I put the bigger one on there and I th- thought I'd have more control with that. Uh, th- then I found with that, that, uh, the bottom was hidden. So I couldn't quite see that that was, if that was getting flat up against the edge. So, um, that one came out really nice, but they weren't perfectly symmetrical, uh, for my left side versus my right side. And so I had to even those out. Uh, now the, the it, so, so because, go ahead. I was say, what were you going to say, Otis here? Cause you said you had answer for that. I mean, the reason, well, the way I got away from chasing my, my bevel lines was going mm-hmm. full flat. Yep. Yeah. You ain't got yeah. nothing yeah. to chase. Yeah, that's it's, right. It's flat, it's flat. Good to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's yeah, how this one is. It's about full flat now. <laughs> I haven't yeah. ground one, uh, you know. Um, but if you're doing saber steel. grind, or I haven't yeah. done a, uh, you know, scandy, you know, he- scandy or anything like this in a very long time. I mean, I, I went full full flat, and, and that's never where I back. to stay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, I I like that scandy grind. Uh, I like a tall, higher scandy grind on a lot of knives. If and you're I, gonna do a scandy, the best thing you can do is have what Mr. Don have and what Chip has is that um, tilt table. Or, Just set or, it and forget it. Or Both a jig. Both sides are going to come exactly the same. Yeah. You yeah. can use a you can use a jig or you can use the tilt table are great for that. Um, and if you slow that machine down, because I did one recently where I slowed the machine down so much and at the end, I was using a 400 grip belt running on very low speed and just doing really light passes. And I had set the, um, the knife, uh, on the table, kind of like Dennis Tyrell does and just kind of moving it across for those last passes. And it did well. On but, your, uh, hard platen, you were using the, your 400 grit. What kind of, um, I can't find any. No, no, no. I've, I've, I've got, I've got a rotary platen as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. talked me into it. Remember you said, get the yeah, rotary platen. Every time you put a, a anything like a two twenty on up on that hard platen, yes. Oh yeah, and it'll them rotary platens. I need one, and it'll eat up your belt like in no time. Yeah, but you you had told me to get that rotary platen, and that makes all the difference in the world on that kind of stuff. Um, On your finer grits, yep. Joey, you are getting so dang good. I actually, I want to tell you, I'm going to tell you what I I. uh, screen captured one of your knives here this past week 
um, because I'm going to make my version of it. And I won't tell you which one it is because when I make it, you'll be like, I thought he said he's going to make one of my knives. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I was so impressed with uh, what knife have you got in your hands you've been holding up tonight? Is that the one with the kind of the cream color? Uh, yeah, it's the paper micarta. The, yeah, uh, no, that's, can, that's not the one, but it's, it's the a pink handle. <laughs> Yeah, it's the, it, yeah, it's the whole it's yeah. the whole pink knife. It's yeah, the pink that, knife. every yeah. bit of that knife. How do you pink get that knife. pink? But um, yeah, I mean, so I did copy one of your knives this week because I'm gonna uh, grab the profile of it and make something similar. Not not to be one of my knives per se, but I was so impressed with it, uh, the beauty of it. It had kind of a cream color in the handle, um, mm-hmm. and Vintage. it was so. Yeah, and it had flat sides, and yeah. you, you had the the oh, faceted yeah. faceted handles. Yeah, it, that's this one. Okay, you it's hard to tell in mm-hmm. pink, you but, tell, uh, but pink. you can okay. see. Okay, that's the knife. Yes, it is. So, yeah. while I may not copy it exactly, uh, I wanted to make one for my brother, and I thought that was the most beautiful knife. And if I can make it look eighty percent as nice as yours, well, uh, I'll be happy. Guess what? If you want these scales, go to Pops supplies.com and get you a set of buttercream paper micarta scales yeah. that's where they come from yeah all right all right that's nice that's nice um well what have you been working on to push your limits so kind of like otis here and um eric i started forging so i'm forging some uh some integral chef knives that's what i've been grinding on all day um i did i ground four of them was I haven't showed. Huh? Was that a fart? Somebody farted. Yeah, was that a yeah, was that a <laughs> fart or somebody's belly? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Um, All right, but yeah, Eric. Eric, was that you? He had his camera no. turned off. Eric didn't like to fall asleep. <laughs> That's a eight hour round trip he had to drive today. Yeah, I know he's probably mm-hmm. he's probably tired. Mm-hmm. Um, not right. that tired, but I am ready to. No, I'm 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 ready to get a snack. Hey. Well, <laughs> go go grab you one real quick. We're good. We'll we'll sit here for you. Yeah. So so go ahead, Joey. Yeah. So um, I, like Otis here and uh, Eric um, forging some uh, integral chefs. Um, that I, I haven't showed yet. I've been kind of keeping them close. Um just so I can kind of get a wow factor maybe. So, you know, the Shag- Shagman's out there copying your design. So now that you know that you're going to have to all keep them close to your chest. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, uh, you, so you, you, you've I've made been some myself, and I've been, uh, you know, I've been making dies for my press. Uh, oh, so man. I can, all the tooling that I need to do them to make it a lot easier, but they're all hammer shaped by the hammer. So, Mm -hmm. um, uh, just, uh, drawing, drawing and spreading the material. I use my press because it's just, it's just so much easier. Uh, Maybe we'll do a culinary knife show next time, but, uh, what's the perfect thickness for a culinary blade? I know they come in thickness, but what would you say would be the, the, the one that's most popular? Like an ideal. Yeah. I'd say somewhere, somewhere between, uh, uh, right at an eighth, about an eighth inch. Um, course i use a hundred thousand three thirty second stock when i do stock removal right which is um i'm not gonna say it on on the show but it's it's a pain to grind because i do a no plunge no plunge lines yeah and um are you just blending your 
your yeah, lines I, with the uh, yeah. with the, I, with the handle. I do. Uh, you know, uh, you ever y'all ever follow that guy on YouTube, Mike? Uh, I've Ecom seen a couple Knives. of YouTube channels where he was Ecom, showing how to blend the punch oh, yeah. lines into Ecom knives. Into oh yeah, the handle. Yeah, yeah. Ecom, yeah. He, he he doesn't do any more videos. He just kind of disappeared. But um, he uh, I blend from I kinda, the handle in. Yeah, yeah. I kind of do yeah. my grinds like he does on his chef knives, and um, on on that thin stock, it's it's a pain, man, because you you're you're constant. That's why I bought me those. Uh, I don't know if y'all. Well, Eric saw them. Is this to overheat as well, right? On on that call the other day when I had my those spectacles on. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Science classes. Yep, because uh, <laughs> I'm constantly making sure that I'm not that edge. You know, I I'll scribe a fifteen thousandths edge two lines 15 thousandths on that 100 thousandths stock and then i'll grind to those lines and then as i'm grinding the blade i constantly check to make sure where i'm at and to see where exactly i need to move remove more material as i'm grinding mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll you know i was like okay i need to work on the tip more so i'll sit there and work on the tip and then i'll look well, at it i need a blend here blend here and then you're just constantly chasing it and then once you get to a point where you're comfortable then you can get go up in up in a grit you know jump from a you know say you're at a, a 80 jump to a 120 and then start making full passes on it where you're blending everything back in together yep. yeah and then wow. jump into your higher grits uh and and get everything nice and flat and then go to a a good old disc grinder which i got now Oh, uh, watch out. Yeah, watch out. Uh, <laughs> go to that disc grinder and, and put it on the flat, you know, and, and get that side of that chef knife perfectly flat. The whole way, you know, you start blending in with the finer grits. And um, what yeah, grit that we? disc grinder is a must, right? Yeah, for the it's chef knife. Must. Yeah, you, for you the don't chef want knife. Any, any divots on the side of your blade, you gotta yep. have that disc grinder. Yeah, it's, and it's I tell you what, it's coming in handy with those integrals too. Yep. Um, yeah, because uh, you know it's getting that those sides flat, and then you know once you get to the which that waterfall attachment you have. Yeah, I'm really thinking about buying the Ameribraid one. Ameribraid yeah. makes makes yeah. one. I do. Um, so, but that's kind of what the, what I've been pushing myself with, Chip. Uh, forging these blades out, um, you know, just trying to better better myself at forging and uh, really enjoying making these integrals. Uh, I know I haven't showed any you, no one yet, but uh, maybe I'll give you all some sneak peeks. We're looking forward to seeing them, man. Yeah, looking forward. Hey, hey, uh, Jason Fry has called in from the road, and he's got a Templar's tip for us. So, Jason, what do you have to say? Jason, are you there? There you go. Jason Fry here. This week's tip has to do with pictures. It comes out of my book, Knife Making Hacks. My buddy Jim Cooper let me use about 100 of his pictures for that book. So, if you purchase that book, you get my best guess of what the best knives in the world look like. But this is tip number 73. At some level, you don't sell knives. You sell pictures of knives. Online customers will decide to send you their hard-earned money, not on your knife itself, but on the pictures you provide of your work. If your pictures don't compellingly represent your knife, you won't make many sales. Jim Cooper is famous for saying that good pictures don't cost, they pay. 
And of course they do cost, but there's a little bit of truth in that. You know, at the end of the day, we make the knife as pretty as we can and we polish it up and clean it up nice. And if you take your nice, clean, well-polished, perfectly fit and finished piece and you snap an ugly phone picture of it and uh, it's the picture doesn't represent the knife, you're going to have a hard time selling uh, your wonderful piece because your picture is lousy. Um, so two pieces of advice here. One, learn to take a good quality picture yeah. with your phone. That is mostly about lighting and picture composition. So for one, you don't want any reflections or bright spots or dark spots on your knife when it comes to the lighting. So you want to shoot in diffuse light, so either cloudy or in front of a window, but not in the sunlight itself. Uh, I've taken a lot of pictures um, in the shade of my house, right? So on the shady side, but in the bright part of the day. So the light is good and diffuse and flat. The other thing to think about is composition. So when you take a picture of a knife, put the knife in the middle and let the knife be the star of the picture, right? So if your background is too busy or too cluttered or too bright or too ugly, right? It takes away from the knife itself, right? You don't want the background to be distracting. You want the knife to be the star of the picture and you want it to be centered in the picture. Whether you go tip up or tip down or shoot horizontal or vertical is largely academic, but try to get the light good and get the composition right. If you're going to use uh, one of today's modern cell phone cameras to take a good picture. I don't want to quit this uh, section without talking about the value of uh, professional photographs. So just like some of us are professional or semi-pro knife makers, there are guys whose whole entire day job, their whole livelihood, their whole skill advancement is in taking pictures. And if I need a great picture, I'm going to let one of those guys take it for me. No, I'm going to pay one of those guys to take it for me. Because I'm buying their skill set, just like your customers are buying yours when they buy your knife. One of the things you buy from a professional photographer is the picture. But the other thing you buy is their exposure and their network. Here's what I mean. I write occasionally for Blade Magazine, and I have a relationship with several photographers that give me access to their portfolio. So if I need a picture of a purple knife, I can browse through, you know, somebody's website, professional photographer's website, and find the purple one and ask them for that file, and I can publish that photo. Also, what you pay for is that those photographers send their new work to the Knife Magazine editors. So Steve Shackelford at Blake Magazine will occasionally get an email from Jim Cooper or somebody saying, hey, these are the ones I shot this week. And so they'll look at those pictures and they'll say, oh, man, I like that purple one. Let me send that out to Fry and he can write an article, right? So getting your work in front of those editors is a critical function of the professional photographer, right? And their network is better than ours. It's better than mine. Um, so you pay for the picture and you pay for the direct line to writers and editors. And then you also kind of add some value for your customer, right? You know, it's cool. The guy that bought your knives can say, man, this one was in Blade Magazine. This one was in Knives Illustrated. This one was in Knife Magazine. That large format one is right on the cover, right? So 
using a professional photographer puts your knife in places that it wouldn't be without that professional photograph. So that's my tip for today. Use a pro photographer if you have a knife that's worth a pro picture. And take a good picture in the meantime because you sell pictures of knives. You don't just sell knives. For more tips like this, check out my book, Knife Making Hacks, available at my website, frycustomknives.com. And Jason, don't forget to let people know that in addition to frycustomknives.com, they can also find the book on Amazon. But if they get it from you through your website, uh, you will autograph it as well. So, uh, hey, good luck hunting as you're headed off uh, this weekend. And thank you for uh, getting with us on that. What do you guys think? That's pretty good. It's funny good, it? Jason said that I'm actually doing that with this, the, the knife that I won this category with. So Sending it uh, off yep. for a photograph? Yeah. It's pretty cool that Jason, uh, that was his tip this week. Yeah, you, we, you yep. forgot to tell us you were a major award winner. Yeah. You yeah. got two of them, didn't you? Congratulations. I, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I got best uh, fixed blade and best stock removal from the Louisiana, Louisiana Knife Show 2023. And, uh, I was, uh, I wasn't even paying attention when they called my name. Cause honestly, I didn't, I didn't expect to win, but, uh, um, I can't believe that, but that's fine. That's humble. Um, yeah, actually Chris, uh, Chris Jones had to, uh, had to <laughs> holler at me. I was at Terry Dunn's table looking at what, you know, me, Don, I was looking mm-hmm. at wood. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at wood blocks. Like, hey, let's see what what's where's my next next victim. <laughs> I was thinking of, I was thinking of my next builds. I was like, oh yeah, ooh, this is gonna look good on this. And then I I hear Chris hollering, Joey, Joey, and I'm looking. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, he's like, they called your name. I was like, for what? He's like, oh look, they just called it again. He's like you. He's like you won. He's like go up there, man. I was like, I won what? <laughs> I, you know, it just it never dawned on me because I wasn't thinking that I would, you know, I'd actually win. But um, well, you had some was, stuff was, submit competition them? there. So at the you know like pretty much at any show at like Texas Belleville, Texas uh, Forged in Fire, the one in Conroe. Louisiana Knife Show, the Lost Pine Show in Bastrop, Texas. Um, all these shows have different categories. Uh, best kitchen knife, best culinary knife, best stock removal knife, best fixed blade, best folder, uh, best of uh, best of the rest was one category, which, you know, it, it didn't necessarily have to be a knife, but it could be any kind of edged weapon. Um, and then they had best of show. And so you, you can, if you want to submit into one of those categories, you, you build a knife around the parameters that they submit for you to submit a knife into that category. You know, like I know for like Louisiana, they're real big on, you can't use any, you know, Pakistani, uh, Damascus. You can't, you can't just go buy a blank and, and put handles on it and submit it. You know, you, it, it has to be made by you at 100%. Right. And, and so um, there's all these categories. And if you plan on submitting a knife to be judged, you, you when you get there in the morning, you, you go and you put them, you know, the knives you want to put into those categories. And then you're judged on by all your peers, the other 
you know, I think we had 84 other knife makers that were there that day. And so everybody votes on um, what knife they think that's in that category, which one's the best knife on the table. That's cool. Yeah. We were excited to see you win like that because it just gives credibility to watch you growing as a knife maker. But you were talking about the Pakistan steel. Uh, I went to a fall festival in our town this past Saturday and there was a knife maker or excuse me, a knife uh, booth set up there. I told my wife next year, I've got to get a dozen knives made and and pay for a table and go sit in this uh, outdoor event. But with that being said, every one of the fancy knives and the ones that the guys were going crazy over uh, were all Damascus. And in, in the top, in the, uh, in the spine, they all said uh, Pakistan was etched oh. into them. Oh man. And all of these guys yeah. were going just, and I was glad to see that because it at least identified them. Hey, listen, we understand the steel and everything in Pakistan. Those guys are still some great knife makers with some of the stuff they make. They just have inferior materials and they try to sell yeah. it as good materials. But the point is, is that uh, all of these guys were going crazy over those knives and I walk up and I'm looking at them because I want to see what they have to offer. And especially for the just, price. Especially what's that? For the, especially for the price because they're selling a whole set of culinary knives for about $150. Yeah, yeah well, my, I know. And, and that, that if you were going to, I'm sorry, Chip. I no, 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 you're fine. Say this. You're fine. Um, if Odysseer would have went off on his rant tonight, I had a rant to go off on too because. Please do. <laughs> uh, I yield the floor. So. I <laughs> second. I second. Well, before, before so, we, this, this rant is brought to you by tr-maker.com. TR Maker offers some of the most innovative products out there from file guides to uh, grinding machine parts to some of the most well out, well thought out innovative tools on the market. Uh, if you want to ensure that you've got something that's engineered properly, go to tr-maker.com. Now, eating nails Joey, and crap, eating now, eating nails and crapping barbed wire with Joey, Joey Dario. Okay, so so, you know, every now and then you get these customers that, you know, they'll send you pictures of these sets of knives, mm-hmm. these Pakistan knives. From Etsy. Yep. And you're like, man, check this out. And I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, that's cool. And they're like, man, that's like 150 bucks. I'm like, yeah, for a reason. <laughs> you know, it's, it's junk steel. You know, it, it, you know, it could, it, Pablo's, Pablo's bumper could be in there. You don't know, you know, um, you just don't know where they're, they're sourcing the material from. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what, you know, why, why would you sell your set for such and such price? I was like, be, because number one, I'm sourcing good steel. It's made in America. Um, and you're, you're paying for my time, you know? You know, you want me to build a, a, a five, six piece set kitchen set, you know, it's it's going to cost. It's not going to cost $150. And my rant is for those customers is if you're not, if you're not willing to pay the asking price of, of, you know, any maker's price, then why are you looking at custom knives like? If, if you're not willing to pay those prices, and I'm saying that on a broader 
stage because like not just with kitchen knives it could be hunting knives any knife you get these these guys these people and they look at these knives and they're like man i, I you know i just i just never pay four hundred dollars for a knife or i just never pay but you always see them at the show and you always see them in talking about they're always talking about custom yep. knives it's oh, like yeah. if you're not willing to do that then you know, why are you looking at custom knives? Because the knives that you're going to get at Walmart are most of the time production knives. And, you know, they're, they're, they're production knives and they're made over and over and over again. And they're made out of, you know, the, the Chinese version of full 40 C or whatever. Um, go ahead, Eric. So I'm definitely going to add into this because there's a lot of things that people don't think about whenever it comes into uh, custom knife makers. And I know that not everybody's at a particular point within their knife making, but again, you're talking about whether you're going to use superior steel or the crappy steel that they use. Uh, a lot of customers don't understand that certain steels can only achieve certain hardnesses. Right. So if you're buying a chef's knife, you know, you're looking for something that's harder. You're looking for mm -hmm. something that's going to be in that mid 60s, you know, 65. Yeah, because you uh, want the edge retention. You want Correct. the edge retention. Yep. Correct. And that that steel that they're using might only achieve a maximum of 57 or 58 hardness. So it will never hold the same edge. It will always need to be honed. It will always need to be sharpened. It'll always need to be worked on. So even though it might come sharp and it might look cool, and it might have a random American flag or something like that in the handle scales. So a lot of them do. Um, <laughs> you will, uh, it'll never achieve the same hardness. So it's not that you're just paying for that crappy steel or that, uh, that superior steel. You're also paying for the right heat treat process. You're paying for the right ergonomics. You're paying for all those right. things that real knife makers put into their, into their craft to make sure you achieve the right knife for the right process. Yep. Well said. Well said. Well said. Yep. Otis, Otis here. You, you wanted some. You had you. you, you had jazz yeah, hands. So, he, he had jazz hands. So, mm -hmm. so you know, <laughs> I was at a um, gun show here in Virginia about a month and a half ago, and those knives are there for sale everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. That's how I've been looking at the prices and stuff, and there was this guy just looking at them and the way he was speaking as if he was a connoisseur of Damascus and custom knives and things of this sort, right? Um, but the thing is when you grab one of those knives in your hand and you rub your fingers on the blade, you can feel all kinds of unevenness in between the steel and it's kind of rough and I picked up even uh, a brand new quote-unquote knife and I'm looking at it and it has all kinds of warps in it so I mean I don't know people will try to cheap you out right and that is one of the things that we're all going always going to have to uh, deal with um, mm -hmm. but I was talking to a customer the other day in the mechanic shop and 
one of them knows that I make knives and he mentioned it to the other guy. And I told him, listen, man, what you're buying at a store is like mass production. Just like mm -hmm. Eric said, there's, or Joey said, there's millions of them, same knife made. What mm -hmm. I'm making and selling it to you at a premium is one of a kind, is a fingerprint, got my time, got my sweat, oftentimes got my blood going into <laughs> from, from when Eric said it's got your knife, it's got right? your pint no 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 it's got your pinta sauce on it. It does, it does all over it, right? So every you night know, you buy one sauce. you're buying one that is never gonna be replicated. <laughs> right? right? So it's, uh, uh, it's one of a kind. It's never gonna happen one again. Yep. He gets yeah. that stuff all over everything. Yeah you got works great but yeah, and 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 I look, I get it, and people can look at what they want to look at, but it's just, um, I don't know. I was just ranting about it because there's just you know, certain many, people you you get people that message you like all the time, like you know, asking you what's the price on yes. this, what's the price on you know, and this and you know, and then you you'll hear them say, you know, man, I'll just never then. You know, my, that's why I said, you know, why are you looking at custom knives? And but I get it. it people can look at what they want, and um, yeah, you just say this is not for you. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and look, I'm, you know, my, I've grown uh, on this topic. I'd like to thank, uh, thanks to my my mentor, um, Chip Carla, uh, uh, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jason Tippy. He's uh, he's helped me along and understand that look um you know this is what your work is worth and um uh, you're just you just have to find um your clientele you know there's a mark you find your market find your niche find your clientele and you know if that's your price that's your price and if they don't like it they can just go you know somewhere else you know so I'm going to edit out his name just so you know it will come off as Chip Carlisle being your mentor on the show, but I'll leave all the rest of what you said in. There is a website. I was talking to a couple of guys in the shop the other day, and oh, why your knife? Lazyknifemaker.com? Lazyknifemaker.com. Basically, you know, you know, why why are you asking this much for your knife? I mean, it's just, you know, just a knife, just a piece of steel. And I told him, listen, man, my knives are this price right now because I am unknown. Once I am known and I have a name, it's going to shoot way up. You know, there is uh, this little website I'm actually looking at right now. It's called um, Arizona Custom Knives. Just open Arizona, that page, yeah. Arizona Custom Knives. You're going to yep. see prices yeah, that right. is unbelievable. Yeah, my okay. uh, my mentor has some knives on on there. Yep. You know, I, I wish they'd bring all their knives to Blade Show so I could spit on them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so w when I showed that guy some knives there that are selling for two or three thousand dollars at that website, and I showed them what I have, and mine are comparable to it, I said, "Okay, do you still think my knives are expensive?" I mean, I, sure. I, it's not yeah, expensive. Sure. I am unknown. That's 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 the difference. And, and for anybody that's listened to the show any period of time, they know that I like to spit on well-known makers' knives by accident. Yes. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly, Kyle Royer. You've got to write Royer, a letter of apology to Mr. Kyle <laughs> Royer there. Uh, yeah. Does it one time. Only Master Smiths. You, you only, oh, you only spit on Master I, I would Smith's just, I, would, I wish I would have been there that time because I, I just wanted to see Kyle's face. Like his face, he didn't. He didn't. said he was so nonchalant. He was like, oh, yeah. "Look, I'm, I was I'm there. Do it. it was already, said, look, look, it was already this sold." Is, this is Kyle. This is Kyle. <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and I, I, I was nice enough to say, <laughs> I was nice enough to say, "I'm so sorry," and he was like, "Nah." And then, uh, and then the legend was born, knife spitter. <laughs> with that being said, let's just, let's just throw in here, guys. If you haven't, uh, Oleg is dropping some uh, great wood these days. I'm seeing posts all over the uh, internet and his website. So go out and check out knife-wood.com and check that out That is Oleg. not working. That's not working right now. No. Knife-wood.com is out of service for the moment. you got to contact him straight through uh, Facebook Messenger. Very good. Well, thank you for letting us know that. When it does come back up again, you can hit it at knife-wood.com if this is listened to a little bit down the road. But in the meantime, you can see uh, Oleg Bashkovitz, uh Knife Wood over on his uh, uh, Facebook page, Knife uh, Knife Wood. Is it Knife-Wood on, uh, on Facebook? Or is it just on Oleg's Facebook page? I, I think you can search for Oleg. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, just to keep it moving along, Oleg Bash. He, he he makes drops on the TRE, huh, Eric? He does. Yep. He yes, does. he does. So yep. O-L-E-G-B-A-S-H-K-E-V-I-C-H. You'll find him on Facebook, and he's dropping uh, uh, blocks all the time, and you can contact him directly through Messenger and get a hold of some of his uh, products. Additionally, yeah. you've heard us Knife use wood. the— Knife wood. Okay, thank you. Additionally, you've heard us use the term uh, Ameribraid several times tonight. Ameribraid makes great grinders and accessories. So go out and check out some of Kevin and Eric's work at Ameribraid.com. They'll service all of your knife-making needs when it comes to grinding a good edge, a good pattern, a good profile, and whatever else you want to do on it. I know that, uh, Eric, uh, do you use your grinder uh, for your cars when you work on them at times? Oh, yeah. I absolutely do. Yeah, and I know you don't own an Ameribraid at this time, but, hey, guys, if you uh, do any other type of work where you need a good grinder, go out and check out Ameribraid.com. That brings us to the hour and 53-minute mark, guys. Wow. I know. It goes goes by quickly. Um Let's talk about something real quick here. What makes a good hunting knife? Hmm. In my opinion? Yeah. Oh, man. We're going to get into the pie now. Oh, my. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Because so, everybody makes for something. Me? Well, let me just yeah. say, everybody makes just, a knife. Everybody makes a knife, and they say, it's a skinning knife. It's a hunting knife. Yeah. And they look all different sizes and shapes. So we've got some hunters on this board. What makes a good hunting knife? So for me personally, this is just what I prefer, and you'll you can obviously see it in my work. I I like the classic clip point hunter. That's I like a clip point hunter. That's just mm-hmm. me, um, and I like it to have a hollow grind, which I put that I grind them on the thirty six inch radius platen. Yep. Um, you know you gotta. Yeah a good bit of meat behind that edge, nice hardened steel, good steel, 52, 100, or, you know, 
uh, ABL stainless, whatever. Yeah, just one second though. Don, would you hold up your knife and what was that noise you make when you hold up your knife again? <laughs> okay, just so everybody knows. It. So, Don, Don, Don has Tourette's, but anyway, Joey, go ahead and finish. <laughs> so yeah, for me, uh, these uh, these clip point hunters I make. That's 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 my style. That's what I like for a hunting knife. So. And I like I like a little bit of a recurve in them. Mm-hmm. Um, Style while you're cutting. And, and why do you like yeah. it though? What does it enable you to do when you're? And well, we'll it's talk. Be- it's got that belly in it right there. So you know when I'm skinning, I I'll grab the blade like this, and I'll poke a hole in the hide and grab it with my finger, mm-hmm. and pull tension on it, and then I'll I'll slice away the hide from the meat. As yeah, I'm you really don't want anything that is too pointy. Yep. Right, so, so it's, it's got, got a belly, a little bit of a belly. Yeah, so it's got a belly. I don't have an edge on it yet, but it's got a belly. It's got a little belly right here. So I'll poke a hole in the in the hide, pull, and then I'll pass it along the mm-hmm. hide in the in yeah. the meat, and just yeah. keep. As I go down, I'll poke another hole, keep pulling, and keeps and keep skinning. Gut For hooks, me, gut hooks, yep. good, bad, overrated. Um, Do you need to them? To me, gut gut a good hook is useless. Yes, I second it. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I've made a couple, and I don't like them. I just don't like making them, but I don't see a big no. need for them. Uh, there's nothing. There's nothing that for me to process an animal. There's nothing that a good hook can't do that the edge on the knife. Yes, mm-hmm. with your finger just up underneath the yeah, uh, point. Yeah. Just, yep. I mean, yeah, Otis, here, you, you're going to say the Harbor Freight. Uh, um rambo knife right <laughs> yeah that, it, that one works great. it's got a clip point yeah i was gonna the say you know the uh the 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 typical look of a hunting knife such as the uh the buck knives right those are what clip most point. of us got into hunting with and didn't make knives had available to us so that's what comes up as an image of a hunting knife but in reality for me hunting knife is the knife that you're going to take with you when you're hunting it doesn't matter the, the the overall shape or profile right um i have a couple of drop points that i made i have some clip points um you know small large you know it, it personal preference a lot of people like that old uh, what you call it the little um uh, crooked finger, or whatever the little skinner. oh, the sharp finger, sharp finger. finger. There you go. Yeah. You know, a little finger. sharp finger, right? Yep. Is a really yep. long belly, really pointy trailing point. The, yep. 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 And it got that big clip on it, yep. right? For the size of the knife, it's just basically a, a shank, right? Yep. But it yep. works great for for what it is. Yep. Right. So yep. I mean, it's. it's the perfect hunting knife would be the, the one that you're most comfortable working with and you can get the best results with skinning, quartering, you know, doing all your work in the field. Yeah, quarter when you're quartering up an, an, an animal, to me, that's where that recurve in that blade comes in handy. When you're mm-hmm. when you're cutting cutting around there and you're getting down to those joints and you can get in between them with the yeah. blade. And, I mean, it just poop. You know, you know. By the time you're done, you know you you got the animal all quartered up and in the ice like, chest. Yeah. I, again, yeah. personal preference. I like a, yeah. a, a a a narrower, longer blade like this, the one I'm working on right now. Yep. 
you know, get in between the joints and then you'll pop them out. And, yep. you know, especially you, the, especially the, um, the femur joint where it attaches to the hip bone, where yep. you're going to pull all that meat out of you that know? section there. Yep. yep. You know, I scraped I, that bone with a narrow knife. Uh, the one that I used uh, a lot lately. Well, not late, not a lot. I mean, I only had it since last year. But that um, uh, that lion killer works great to pop them joints. It goes right in. It's very skinny. It's skin and th- yeah, it's yep. thin and it, yep. it goes right in that joint. Scrape that bone, pop all the meat out. Good to go. How do you guys know I'm talking about deer? Yeah, maybe I was a, talking. I like that. Maybe I was talking about tuna. What makes it, what makes it great? Old, old <laughs> uh, is that is well, that the uh, buoy karambit? Yeah, I'll I'll show you. Um, so I've I've got a few that are. So whenever I first started doing it, before I made knives, uh, my my main knife that I took everywhere for doing it's an everything. Essie. Oh, it's, it's an, an Essie, right? It's it's so it's Ontario's version of it. So this is a Rat Three. So it's a little bit, it's same profile as an SE. I just like this particular steel yeah. and uh, coating a little bit better than the SEs. What is that, D two? Yes. Yeah. And um, really, really, really like that because it does have that belly in it. But yep. I've used this for everything. It's not a thick blade; it's a thin blade. And I've batoned this through wood and all kinds of stuff. But this was what I carried. You know, it's got my carter scales, not. Yep like a wood or something like that. Uh, that's what I carried with me the longest time for doing anything, hunting, camping, all that. But uh, I've made two of these without all the flair, without all the extra prettiness. Mm-hmm. And uh, they work real, real, real well uh, for pretty much classic, everything. Classic clip point. Yep. Yeah. And you can really grip whatever you're going to do. This is not coming it's never going to come out of your hand for whatever you're going to end up doing. It's not going to come out of your, Man, your hand. Seeing Eric twirl that thing just makes me want to make one now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just, you know, and I'm making that one right now. And Don, I'll be using your uh, uh, pecan, pecan, pecan. Okay. Go ahead and help me, guys. Oh, yeah. Pecan. 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 So, yeah, I, I just know that now I don't say anything right, but I'll be making that one with the uh, – uh, hole through the uh, the blade and uh, Joey, I thank you for encouraging me to go out and buy a larger carbide uh, hole cutter uh, to do that. Yeah, it made I, all the difference you, in the world. Yeah, when you posted that video and I was watching your finger going there, I was like, man, somebody's gonna, gonna be at trouble. the emergency room trying to get that yeah. knife off their finger. Um, yeah, but but along the same lines, Eric, I know you get right, pulled up another knife. Um, I want to let Don know I'm using that piece of wood. Uh, but uh, oh yeah, that that makes a lot of difference. I love the way it controls. Uh, but this one spins in the middle where yours is on the end. I actually like that. I may try that sometime as well. You had another knife you were holding up. So this one right here was one that I've made a couple of too. Uh, it's got a very thin edge, a very very thin edge. But that if I'm grabbing it, imagine the the old school tools like the ulus and stuff like that. Uh, with this, I go middle finger in the actual main finger choil. That's how and I skin. And you can literally wrap your fingers right around this plunge, and you can pull and do everything that you're going to do and you're only using you know this area here for everything you your, hand, your hands your yeah, hands protected works. real well yeah and yeah. you're choking and, the knife while you're skinning i i don't do yes. that yeah well, that's I, how i skin well, I, you, i've always skinned like that 
Yeah, you can because of how much blade. I mean, you've got four inches yeah. of blade in front of your fingers there, and you got your whole cutting edge. So if you were to scrape hide, if you were going to do any of that, you just you have that just that blade that they would have used a long time ago to do everything that they were going to do. Yeah, and it gives I, you a lot more control. Like so the yeah. bottom line to uh, as far as hunting knife design, I guess hunting knife is just a general term. You just yeah. got to find a maker who makes a knife that fits your hand, your style, and your type of hunting. Uh, yes, sir. Do. I, uh, I agree with that 100%. Like Otis here said, it's yeah. a knife you take in the woods that you're comfortable with. Yep. So. I, yep. Well, guys, we've 100%. hit two hours. And with two hours, I do want to say this one thing. Any questions, comments, product reviews, show or guest ideas, uh, let us know. Subscribe and email us at the Knives Templars at yahoo.com or DM us on Facebook at the Knives Templar Podcast Group. Visit us at knivestemplars.com to stay up to date. Our episodes are sponsored by The Rivers Experience, housemade.us, tr-maker, knife-wood.com, Ameribraid. Go out and check out in a Majestic Forge at majesticforge.com. Byford's Guns in Hartsell, Alabama, Pops Knife Supplies. And if you haven't joined Mark on a swim up to Maritime Knife Supply, you can always get there by maritimeknifesupply.com. <laughs> and Phoenix Abrasives and our Templars 10 discounts mm-hmm. for 10% off your order. Uh, you can find us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Amazon, CastBox, and soon to be Rumble. Rumble, rumble, rumble. We'll be out there rumble, pretty soon. Rumble, rumble. <laughs> hey, hey, any list of resources, suggested materials, social media handles. Excuse me, let me start that over. Any list of resources, suggested materials, and social media handles. Uh, your number one resource is the Knives Templars podcast on Facebook and at knivestemplars.com. You'll also see this motley crew hanging out on TR, not TR, <laughs> the Rivers. Help me out here. TR, what's your. We got, we got two TRs now. My brain went into shutdown TRE workshop on Facebook <laughs> and uh, that's the rivers experience workshop on Facebook. So TR workshop and uh, find us all posting and join in on the fun and posting there. Um, guys, I mentioned send in any questions or comments. We'd love to get your questions in for a future show at knives, templars at yahoo.com. And with that being said, Guys, what do you like to say at this time of the evening? Have a great Hasta week. Hasta la vista. Yeah. Au revoir. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Buenas noches. Oinky, oinky, oinky. That's right. Tranquility quality base here. The Eagle has landed. Brought to you by Podcast Productions. Oinky, oinky, oinky. All right. The pig has squealed. Otis here. <laughs> little post show. Hey, Chip. I, I forgot to bring up, you know, when uh, when Don was showing, you know, when Don, when you were talking all about your uh, your uh, radius platen that you got. Yes, sir. Uh, which is great. Um, I remember that uh, Kyle Daly, right? He, he has that 3D printed... Uh, sanding buddy yep. that is in a 36, uh, you know, radius that you exactly. can kind of get, get right in there without having to, to kind of use your thumbs and, and everything else to, you know, in there. So, yes. you know, give him a, 
you know, call out that whatever radius you have, I think he has a, uh, he's got you it. know, a diameter for that, you know, he does. He's got every one of them. <laughs> he's the man. He and is the man. They're awesome. Yep. I, I've got three of them, three different sizes. And, uh, mm-hmm. I like the heck yeah. out of them, man. Yeah. Eric, how's your, what? go ahead. I was just going to say, I tell you what, Kyle, he's got a pretty, pretty vast uh, selection of Micarta, too. Yeah. That dude's got some Micarta. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he he's becoming does. the uh, Elvis Presley of knife making, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty cool guy. Hey, uh, Eric, how's your uh, how's your live show going? It's going good. Uh, I was going to do one yesterday, but uh, it was going to end up being too late. So I'm just going to do one on Saturday and we're going to, uh, I might, I might do two. So I'm going to do one at 11, uh, Texas time, of course, and I'm going to be talking and we're probably going to go ahead and grind the, the bevels into that integral and, uh, go ahead and do that because I'm going to do them a little bit different than people typically see me do them because we're going to grind them and, uh, it, the blade's going to be about like that on the belt. Yep. Uh, the whole entire way and we're going to have a good sweep and plunge go up into here and it's going to look it's going to be cool that's that's how i normally grind my chef knives yeah you know yeah, at I, that at, at that angle to get that no plunge yeah my guy Uto's and uh <laughs> ones like that are done that way so you said you're going to be doing a, a podcast of sorts what you got going on so it's going to be more of like a live stream thing but uh, y'all are going to have an awesome background whenever I'm doing this uh, with the podcast because um, the 12 by 12 is getting converted to that. So, of course, mm-hmm. we're sheetrocking everything. And uh, I'm going to have all of my main builds, the big double, the Darth Maul dagger, my hail bat, the like a bunch of the builds that people love, uh, my insanity builds, all that stuff's going to be on the wall in a uh, cool display behind me. And, uh, so I'll have that and I'm gonna have my desk out there and everything. And I'll be doing the podcast with y'all out there as well. And whenever I'm doing my podcast, it's going to be slightly different. So whenever you have people who typically do podcasts, of course we sit down, hang out, talk, do stuff like that. Mine will be this, but whenever I'm hitting on someone asking a question or something like that, but let's say someone asks a question about your bevels. Uh, and they do the whole uh, sending a comment, hey, what would you suggest for this? I'm going to actually be able to get up, walk through my double doors that I'm putting from the 12 by 12 into the other shop, and I'll be able to actually show what I'm talking about in the podcast. Will you be able to use, will you have like multiple cameras, or will you be carrying a body cam of so, some sorts? Or At, at first, uh, I'll be bringing it with me because I'm going to have my camera set up to where all I have to do is magnet my camera off and magnet up to the thing that I'm going to be talking about that day. Mm-hmm. And so all Mark, I got to do is take it with smart. me, move it over, um, have it set up, do my thing, what, and then go back into the office. What kind of camera do you have, Eric? Like a GoPro or something? I've got a Sony ZV-1 for my main uh, podcasting camera. It's nice and light. It's got a really good uh, product focus, which is really yeah. good whenever you're thinking about like doing stuff that I do where I have to do this a lot. Yeah. Right. 
it actually defocuses my face, focuses on the product, and then goes back to my face in milliseconds. Did you say uh, Sony ZV-1? ZV-1. And, uh, and then for the live streams, I actually use my phone. So uh, your phone cameras are awesome for that. And uh, I'll be having it set up. But eventually, yes, there will be um, multiple cameras. But you need a person who can work uh, a switchboard because they need to be able to uh, if you're not going to if you're going to do it live, you need somebody who can switch the camera for you. Um, if you're doing it post-production, you know, I can edit it however I want, but for the live streams, you need somebody who can go, uh, okay, we're switching to that camera and that mic. Yeah. Hey, listen for, for the, uh, when you're using your phone, uh, just, just, you might consider uh, moment lenses. I think it's might be momentlenses.com or moment.com. You can just look up moment lenses and they sell a large variety of lenses. I use They're they're about $130 a lens, but the telephoto or the, excuse me, not telephoto, the wide angle would be perfect in your shop because yeah. it would open it up without distorting it. And people be able to see a wider angle that you can actually probably even move around more yeah. or whatever you want to do. Yeah. I wish that I didn't have to use the damn portrait mode uh, because in order to live stream, you can't go horizontal. You can't go landscape. Mm. You have to go portrait yeah, that's right. and that part's <clears throat> annoying. So- so that's where uh, that wide angle really opens it up. And, and I, I have them. I, I have the, oh, okay. uh, I, I've got a whole set of the different. Yeah, but I hear what you're saying. Live streams where it's, where it's yeah. landscape format. Yeah, I wish Probably you not could. Probably not on the, it won't not on Facebook, it, yeah. So if you if you do it on uh, on YouTube, I would be live streaming like this the entire time because it <laughs> automatically, it's built for phones. So it automatically turns you this way. So no matter what, uh, if I was if I went pan or if I went the the landscape, I'd be like this, just floating. Yeah, what uh, if you were live streaming from a say uh, uh, a laptop or something like that? Would it still be the same thing? Or so would the it downside is the refresh rate. Refresh rate on a laptop is so much lower. Uh, see how gritty y'all can be mm-hmm. at times. Yeah. Uh, because yep. your refresh rate is so slow hmm. on a phone, it's built for it. A phone yes. is literally almost, I'd say probably 75% of the podcasts that y'all see. And almost, I'd say probably 50% of the YouTube videos that you watch and 75% of the podcasts are all done on cell phones. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you they're think it's Apple they're, phones? Yeah. You, they're probably like what? 120 Hertz, 240 Hertz. Oh Yeah. 240 they're they're super high they're not it's not like a like a laptop or a computer Computer, Uh, yeah yeah and uh so people use their phones for that because of how fast that refresh rate is and uh the phones nowadays can handle low light real well computer cameras cannot handle low light that well um and i could stream with my sony zv1 i can actually stream with that but it gets kind of in this weird area. Whenever you're using the cell phone, you pull up your YouTube app and all you got to do is hit the plus sign and go live. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to switch between things. 
all I got to do is hit the little plus sign that I want to add uh, mm -hmm. something on there, a post, a go live, a video, whatever. And then I hit go live, put in my title, do my thumbnail. It lets you shoot a thumbnail instantly. Um, or I can have one preloaded that Nisha will put in whenever I start filming the live. She'll go in and she'll uh, choose my thumbnail that she made or something like that. And, uh, and then I'm good to go. I do my thing. But the point behind the lives is they need to be as simplistic as possible. Uh, you don't want a whole bunch of crazy stuff because everything could go wrong in a live and there's no editing it out. <laughs> yeah. You're just, you're just there. You screw something up. You smack yourself in the face with some steel. How many people like, watching? Oh, that just off. happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> yeah. So, talking about exactly. your life, you know, talking about your life, you said you were going to talk to us about a uh, little itty bitty joke I made on one of your lives. Remember? <laughs> about the pinholes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. You were talking <laughs> about pins and handles. Yeah. Sounds like oh, yeah. A, so, sounds like dad jokes to me. <laughs> no, I mean I said you know we all like tight pin tight holes for our pins. We all like tight hey, holes hey, for our hey, pins. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> the, uh, I'm talking but, about pins for the for you know for the handles. Hey, let me yeah. tell you, y'all. What would you thought he was talking about? Well, yeah, I know what he was talking about. Y'all the other way. Do y'all y'all seen I've been doing all these reels lately and being silly, but I don't I did one today and it came out so cool because if you go out and check it out right now, it's yep. um uh don't fear the reaper. Yeah, and at, it came the out end, I, at the end at the end of it, when I'm hitting the anvil, it's like cowbell almost. It's like ding yeah. ding ding ding. ding. Yeah, it, like, it matched it was even with the rhythm of the music. It was uh, almost it was, it was a tad off, but yep, it's close it enough that I've had a lot of people call me and say well, don't, or text me and go, dude, that's so cool. <laughs> didn't don't they have a cowbell in that song? They do, but but the yeah, ringing yeah. of the anvil was just like ding 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 ding, and it just lined up beautifully. So Rather be oh, lucky man. than good. Rather be lucky than good. But anybody doing anybody doing anything fun this week? I'm driving to Texas on Monday. Oh, I'll be in Texas on Monday. <clears throat> there you go. Uh, now I, I'm just working on, of course, the the D guard project. I was gonna bring some of the pieces in here. I've got the the little medallions all hammer finished and cut out. All I got to do is do the little uh, design stuff that I'm doing on outside of them, and then. Yeah. Uh, I've got the D guard in the uh, vinegar soaking and getting the forge scale off of it. I've had it in there since last night. And uh, how long does that take to get that forge scale to come off in vinegar? And <laughs> you do that before right. or after heat treat? That's a, that's a very important question. I called you this week. You ignore my call. I was going to ask you that. When do you do the vinegar? Buddy. Do it after, after the heat treat. Uh, yeah. Do so it after the, the heat oils, treat before the, the heat oil set. after the quench. You you know you have you have some oil residue. Do you soap soapy water? Wash that. I thing. I would clean the oil off, but the vinegar is going to take all that off too. But you're going to uh, temper temper it and then you vinegar it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to do your full heat treat process, yeah. um, <clears throat> and then. The reason why I say do it afterwards is because you're going to build up some forge scale uh, on the area. And yours, not so much because you you do tend to quench your whole entire blade. 
but if you're just quenching like the the blade itself your tang area is going to have uh forge skill still on it so you're gonna just clean it off and then put what does it what does it in there what does it do to the steel overall the the uh acid in the vinegar? so it is gonna it's gonna etch it a little bit it is gonna darken it but it's gonna make it more of a of a gray tone it's not gonna blacken it uh and you do need to be careful. If you leave a nice hand sanded blade in there for like a day and a half, it will pit it. It will okay. eat that smoothness away, and you'll end up with a almost like a sandblasted, uh, media blasted finish. Yeah, like like there. if you leave eighty six seventy and ferric chloride for fifteen minutes, you. <laughs> <laughs> I know eighty CRV two does bad. Like yeah, it it's bad. Oh yeah, vinegar. So, yeah, I've, this is mild steel that I forged uh, that D guard out of, and I've had it in there for a day. And, so how uh, how long would you keep a hardened knife in there for a day or hours or? So if the forge scale's thick, I'd leave it in there for about ten hours and then scrub it, clean it, and then go back into it for about another three four hours and then scrub it, clean it. All your forge scale should be off by then. Um, but first, about ten hours, you'll be fine. Gotcha, gotcha. Especially what's the vinegar 60. doing? It's eating away at the forge scales, or it's just loosening. Yeah. It? Oh yeah, it's eating away at it, and it's getting up underneath it and letting it pop up. So it's uh, eating that barrier in between the forge scale and mm-hmm. the blade and the itself. Hardened, the hardened yeah. steel. So it either pops yeah. free, you scrub it off. Yeah, and because uh, it'll just flake right off there. So when you first pull the blade out, it's going to be black. And once you just, even if you just rubbed your finger across it, all that black goes away Mm. and you're left with the color of the steel. But I just get a little scrubber, a little plastic scrubber, scrub it and then get it clean and then go back in. The knives that you made for Mark and I, you gave us at Blade Show, did those go in vinegar? Yeah. Oh, cool. That gives us a good reference point of what it is. This one right here, uh, I'll end up vinegar soaking it and it will look mm-hmm. a little bit different, but mainly what's going to look different is the, the handle. It's all dark. Uh, yeah. yeah. But the, the quench process will typically blow off yeah. most of your forge scale. But whenever you have like those little spots, especially if this whole handle was not uh, quenched. Uh, so there's forge scale all over it. It'll eat through. All what is that? that? A full integral handle? Yeah. That's a, Fully, the the whole handle yeah. is is yeah. forged and, and profiled. Awesome. Yeah, it is beautiful. That, you ever uh, you you follow uh, David Leash on uh, yeah. Instagram? Yeah, he oh, does. Yeah. Uh, he does a bunch of uh, chefs like that. You, you made a comment about you know um, quenching my entire blade, and I've actually kind of quit doing that. Uh, I'm hitting the blade, and I'm leaving it just the cutting edge um for three or four seconds and then i drop the rest of the knife into it um what am i doing right or wrong that's a differential harden it, it yeah. is okay okay what do you I do just, do you just do you just drop the cutting edge in and never douse the whole blade or or dunk the whole blade or what are you doing it depends okay it depends I got you. on on the process especially if you're using the old pinto sauce you're gonna use that pinto sauce you're gonna yeah, dip you, the whole entire yeah you gotta dip the whole blade i uh <laughs> I got some, uh, I was lucky enough to get some, um, 
I don't know if you guys ever heard of this quench and all Hofton uh, Hofto K quench. It's a it's a fast quench. Yeah, and uh, you know, like a fifty or faster. It's a it's like a fifty. It's like Parks fifty. Yeah. Yeah. I look I looked oh. at a lot of uh, people quenching their blades, and they're just going all the way in, and it still has a lot of flare ups. I don't know what kind of oils they're using. I don't get those flare ups on pistol <laughs> well, sauce, man. They're probably yeah. using hot tongs too, because I've noticed so, a lot of people uh, their their tongs can, are in the fire. Yeah, I can tell you what J.W. Randall told me is when you quench, you go from the oven or the forge, um, go straight to the quench, quench, put the whole blade in, and once all the bubbles go away, you you pull the blade you out. Pull it you, out. You don't have you don't have to keep it in there. You know, like some of these guys, you yeah. see them in there shaking it, and you just nope. stick it in there. You let the bubbles go away. You can shake it a, a, a little bit, agitate it, and then pull it out. And then yep. you can go in between uh, two aluminum plates to keep it straight. Or, it's you know, it's always line. good to shake it a little bit before you pull it out. Okay. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear, you, you, you get a three-show suspension. Um, <laughs> You're talking about the knife, man. So, anyway, anyway, hey, uh, let's but, not forget to mention uh, – housemade.us uh brian mm-hmm. housework over there yeah. i forgot to mention yeah. that tonight make some beautiful products you can get a hold of that apollo forge and you can also get a hold of his two by 72 grinder you can buy the parts you can uh get the plans and cut them out or uh just uh Jer- joey go ahead am i doing an advertisement here can i can i be <laughs> the one that name can i be the one that names the show Yes, but can I go ahead and finish the advertisement, man? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> go to housemade.us. Thank you very much. All right, go ahead, Joe. <laughs> well, you didn't have to call on me in the minute. You could have stood here like this. I, I, just, I just wanted to know if I could name the show. I would love for you to. Okay, you- I'm calling it It's Always Good Just to Shake It a Little. <laughs> all right so the next show we will have eric mark don and chip on and uh joey joe will be on the show silently in the corner and uh otis here will go to bed early and not be able to listen to the show at all so no no all right just shake it a little bit just shake it's it a little all, bit it's always good just to shake it a little bit you want me? Can I? Can I? Can I tell you a story along those? This is probably something that will make you guys laugh, and you know that I have no shame, right? Hey, y'all have a good time and check us out on the next episode of the Knives Templars, and check us out at KnivesTemplars dot com. Catch you later, alligator. All right, have a great have one. A great week. Be safe, See you guys. Bye, Thank guys. Thank y'all. See y'all.